0: Um, we shall have camels, horses, an armed escort, provisions, desert vehicles, and tanks. You're welcome. Nice movie podcast, everyone.
1: Hi. Ah, I like it. Seems <laughs> <laughs> stoked for this one.
0: Oh, uh, man. We have found, I we have now found my new favorite Spielberg movie. I like it. We have found it. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, hang on. I hope
1: find another one man
0: because he's got more he's got so much more um so that's what we'll be talking about tonight okay so quickly before we get into news and i start the timer uh quarter crew did a video on um visual artist visual effects artists react to bad great cgi guess what movie came up alex rickio i don't know what crystal skull no, I'm oh not gosh, really? We are getting ready. It's next episode.
1: Oh, so you, so, okay. I mean. I got a sneak peek. Like I have it. to
0: watch the entire movie. But I'm already dreading it.
1: Wait a second. So you've never seen Crystal Skull? Or it's I a- have seen Crystal Skull. Just it not is, in a long time. Okay, I mean, again. All right. I did okay, say we'll have last to-
0: week, I did have to see it. I still hold to that.
1: Well, let me ask you this. What were the scenes that you saw in this video they mentioned and obviously bashed?
0: The monkey swinging. Obviously, the whole jungle chase, pretty much. I gotta be honest. I like the ants. I like
2: the ants. All right.
0: This is brutal. Do you want to die that way? Do you want to drink the wrong cup of Christ and turn into a a husk within 30 seconds? (laughs)
1: I think that looked cheesier than than the ants in Crystal Skull, for sure. In fact, I was like, oh,
0: this looks worse no than- No way. I will, buy, I will buy turning into a husk in 30 seconds because you drank the wrong cup, other than being eaten alive by giant three-inch ants. Nah,
1: dude, I would rather go as a husk, man, because basically you're just getting old really fast. You're just no, getting-
0: it's not that- I'm, I'm not deciding which way I'd want to go out. I'm deciding which one I would buy more. What do you mean, buy more? That I would be- That I would, like- that I could like suspend my disbelief for more. Oh, it's not about suspending disbelief for me
1: at all. It's about the the re, um how the effect works. Is the effect cool looking? Is it something that's like awesome uh, like I I think the ants looks better and it's more effective than when I'm watching this guy do it right now. And so we're about to find out he just drank the cup and his his makeup's is getting darker. Uh, he's now paler. He looks like Alan Alda in the aviator. <laughs> <laughs> he's walking over to her. as uh, his hair's growing long. She's screaming. It's pretty cool, I'll admit. But General, no, he, doesn't that, he doesn't look that good, man. It, I mean, the effect looks good. No, doesn't. It does not look good to me the same way that it did in like Raiders. And, and to be honest, the whole point is you want the guy to go out horrific. And yes, it is horrific idea but i don't think it looks horrific enough for me whereas a guy getting pulled into an ant hill by ants who crawled into his mouth and every orifice of his body and dragging him in there like i'm sorry dude that is horrific to me that's that is and it looks good i think so but we'll get to that movie we'll get get to that movie that's one of my my few complaints about this movie i think there are things like that where they're ambitious i think that is an um that is an account of ambition they're trying to go further with claymation, like they want a practical effect, but they don't want to do CGI yet. And they've already done the abyss by this point. James Cameron's done the abyss, so like CGI is out there. But like when the guy's falling in the tank down the way, like he's trying to mix these practical ways with new effects by not doing CGI. And it's it's ambitious, but I think it doesn't I think it ages this movie more than the other ones. Um, and that's just one of my few complaints about this movie, for sure. Like, I have, like, one or two tiny complaints. I, I'll get
0: to my opinion later. Okay. Um, all right. Zach, timer starts now.
3: Okay. So, Alex, I know you and I are very, very interested, and we've been following this for a little bit. Chris, I don't know how much you've followed about this, but I hope you have.
0: Uh, we got the first images of the Dune movie. I'm you keeping did? an eye on it. I always have. It's <laughs> Denis Villeneuve. I have to now. I've seen too many good things from him now. Oh, hell yeah. It, it's mostly just people standing in the desert and or beach,
1: and they've got, like, things in their nose, and their hair is clothed, and they're wearing all... But They look like... They they look like, um, um... Kylo Ren did in the forest right right when he was... Hey, hey. Spoiler alert! They're on Jakku! Uh... Well, that is <laughs> not... That, once you see... I'm assuming once we see the worms, that's going to change your mind. Um, I'm hoping these worms are going to be not... Yeah, um,
3: we also got our first image of Jason Momoa. He looks very weird without his
0: beard. I see that. I think he got a new bodysuit. Uh,
3: no, that's just Jason Momoa. Uh, no, there's about a half a dozen images that we got that included, like... The bad guys, the good guys, uh, with the new costumes. Uh, we got an explanation of what the costumes do. The idea is the things in their nose is like capturing water, so they don't overheat. Oh yeah. man, this movie's gonna be gnarly!
2: Uh, it's oh,
1: I think that's it's, in the David Lynch one too.
3: Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. So we got um, we got a bunch of information. We got seasonada. It was gonna uh, be so uh, for the full, full time. Yeah, we we, uh, we showed some of the visual effects of their eyes, like super blue. If you've ever read the book, um, those blue eyes. Yeah, uh, we got images of the director on set. Uh, we got into the space. We got all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, obviously, it's a lot of people just standing around the desert and a bunch of other random stuff. But uh, this is something to watch. I'm really excited. There's a lot to talk about with this movie. Uh, oh yeah, and then we also got the first like look of like what the, um, what like the title card looks like. We saw that too.
1: I want to see the aliens. Um, <laughs> they're
0: creepy. No, that's the thing. That's the one thing that works in David Lynch's dune is so the, aliens all the alien.s? Really you know all the aliens you saw in Valerian. they're just gonna import that. Dude, uh, copy and paste how could there be there's so many aliens in Valerian what are you talking about
2: yeah. so many else
3: in the 10 minute
1: so, opening uh, so,
2: this is,
3: so this is supposedly the first of, of I believe two two uh, Dune movies we're supposed to get that uh, just adapts the novel uh, split in half kind of like what they did with the It movie um, it Park. looks it looks cool I'm really excited Um it looks really great. We've seen a lot of really interesting stuff going on with this thing. There's been a lot talking about it. Uh, this movie has not been pushed back, which is interesting. So no, that got is a lot
1: more work to do on it.
3: What? They probably still got a lot more work to do on it because the filming is done. It's probably just all post production. Oh yeah, yeah. But post production can be done through a quarantine though. Because it's all a lot of it can probably just be done at home and
1: stuff. Yeah, as long as that filming is done and they don't need to do reshoots, they're good.
3: Uh, which supposedly they, they don't. So, um, this is good, this is good news. Uh, so the movie's still on track to release, I believe in December. It's supposed to kind of be in that usual Star Wars slot that kind of halfway through December, right in time for the holiday season slot that Star Wars usually gets. Um, so there's, there's good news. I'm excited. This looks really cool. And you know, as weird as it is in this unfortunate, weird time we live in, this is good news to hear. Is that this movie's gonna come?
2: Yeah,
1: Chris. I mean, a lot of a lot of what Dune is, is in Star Wars as well. Actually, by the time the story really gets going, um, Paul Atreides really comes of Skywalker type. So, um, I honestly think good things. I, I I don't see how this is gonna be bad. I mean, it's not, I don't, I don't think it's going so to have a fun tone like Star
3: Wars. I certainly think that um, it'll be beautiful. Zach? It probably helps that the guy who wrote it has written, like, five Academy
0: Award-nominated films.
3: Uh, okay. Yeah,
0: okay, listen. This movie had me at Denis Villeneuve.
3: Yeah, it but it's also written me. by Eric Roth, who's the guy who wrote Forrest Gump, Munich, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and A Star is Born. Okay, this movie's going to be dark.
1: That's a very good call. Yeah, but to yeah. be honest, uh, works a lot with Spielberg. He knows how to make, he knows how to make the most out of emotional
3: moments and set pieces. Especially uh, set pieces. the other writer is, I'm just trying to see what the other writer did. Uh, the other writer did Doctor Strange with Scott Derrickson. He wrote Prometheus. Oh boy. He wrote the initial script for the Mummy before it was taken and rewritten. <laughs> Uh, he, wrote,
2: <laughs>
3: he wrote parts of Passengers, which was. I oh, don't know. Not good from what I heard. Uh, mm. he's, uh, so, he, he's written stuff. It sounds like maybe
1: he had a shot and then Eric Ross came in and fixed things, or maybe it was the other way around because it, they sound like they're two guys who have different skill sets, which is one is an action guy. Yeah. and like make things light and succeeded with Doctor Strange and maybe he's getting better with this film um, yeah. and the other guy is Eric Roth so.
3: yeah I mean in fairness uh, Dennis uh, Vivelnu is also partially wrote this so it's written by the three of them together
0: oh man oh, like I agree with Chris I like his stuff. so
3: yeah so uh, I oh Dave Batista's in this Zach kill the Echo sorry Thank you. Continue. Um, Um,
0: Yeah, I'm excited.
3: Yeah, so um, I think we also had a few deaths this
0: week, right? Rest in peace, Eric Lanahan.
3: Yeah, uh, Eric Lanahan wasn't the only one. There was also that that, uh, anime actor who also died,
0: too. Oh, the guy who played uh, Leon in Resident Evil 2? Yeah. The original Resident Evil 2.
3: Yeah, um... Boy, he also was in Final Fantasy 7, I think. Um,
1: what else did we get?
2: Uh, I'm trying to uh, I can
1: I can name a big one. Um, Sam Raimi's gonna take a take hold of uh, Doctor Strange too. Yes.
3: Yes, I forgot. Oh
1: boy! I am super, super excited about. He's that. back, everyone.
3: Uh. I don't think I'm he actually sure. ever left, to be honest, but that's yes, okay. he
1: did for a long ass time. The last thing I'm
3: talking was... just comic book movies. Oh, sure. Uh,
1: take it, take that out of the oh, how dare you, Chris. How dare you? This is this is the evil dead. This is Sam Raimi's. This is okay. This is even the first time he did comic book movies before that. He did Dark Man, and it didn't succeed as well as everyone thought. This guy left after Spider-Man. He didn't have to make anything anymore. He just kept producing stuff. Uh, he, he made four, he, more
3: hey, Alex, Alex, Alex. What's up? What's he, did, up? He, he did the Oz great and powerful movie.
1: Oh! I'm getting to that because you have to get to um, the one with the girl who gets the curse on her. Remember? With oh drag yeah, Drag Me off? to
3: Hell. Drag,
2: me, drag to
1: hell. me to Hell. Thank you very much. You have to get to that. Then it took years before he made Oz. And then he decided how oh, I'm going sure. and I'm making the show, which yeah. is like an amazing show, and he did a you couple episodes. Show?
3: Um I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, I'm stupid. Because I know like since then he's done he did he helped uh he produced the Evil Dead reboot. He he, he made did a couple of those episodes,
1: he made the pilot and some later ones too.
3: Yeah, uh he also produced Don't Breathe,
0: if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah,
1: he's produced a bunch of stuff by the way makeup of Cabin don't in the Woods but I'm the about yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in one
0: the, at, I'm at a sorry? time, one Wait. at a time, guys.
3: Sorry. What's up, Zach? I said, Don't Breathe is like freaky as shit in, a, in like a really bad sort of way.
1: I'm kind of on the fence about that movie. I think it's a good, I think it's well done, but I just don't like You don't have to add the rape torture.
3: Um, yeah, well, that was like the, the really disturbing. Oh my God.
1: That, you don't need that, in my opinion. I thought it was interesting to just have robbers break into the house of a blind guy who likes to kill people. Like, I just, that was cooler to me the rape the was too much for me but like I do think that movie is good outside of that and I love Jane Levy in general but Sam Raimi behind the camera directing it is rare these days Yeah, so I'm very excited to see him do something that is action and comedy because it's Marvel but then also can add some trippy scary elements but also he's the king of, tr- of camera movies of making stuff look interesting Practically and yeah. CGI-wise. He loves to have fun with the camera. I am extremely excited to see him work with Benedict Cumberbatch and Chuyate, Chuyate Echidafor just, uh, just to make a good uh, awesome action movie with Trippy Elm. Yeah.
3: Um, I'm also going kind of really excited to see like him do, because there's obviously a lot of talks about, Doctor Strange 2 having a big um, Lovecraftian theme to it, too, on top of everything else. Um, yeah. Intense. And that I'm really excited to see, like, Sam Raimi, like, do, like, full-blown Lovecraftian. Like, he's done a little bit with it with, like, Evil Dead and stuff, and there's some weird shit that happens in that, but, like...
2: Yeah, his him, and,
3: are very him crazy. and Del Toro are, like, the two I want to see do an actual Lovecraftian movie.
1: Dude, again see reanimator and see from beyond i think i think that director already exists for you and he just
3: recently died yeah um all right um is there any other big news that i missed before we talk about this? i know chris is probably really it chris is there any news we want to talk about before we talk about old friends not forgotten
0: bring it let's
3: do it uh you don't have any news Okay, Wait, about
0: it. so... This was the best Clone Wars episode
3: ever! Ever! Season 7, Episode 9, Old Friends Not Forgotten. We are at the Siege of Mandalore, finally. Revenge of the Sith has officially started. <laughs> I am back! I am uh, back from the dead! Yeah, officially, as of the start of this episode, we are at the... We are... Coinciding with the events of episode three Revenge of the Sith. Three episodes left. Four episodes. Three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess three. Yeah, you're right. Um, so before we really go nitty-gritty, Chris, I wanna I wanna talk to you a little bit about the title card for this. (sighs) So the title (sighs) opening. So, Alex, to give you a kind of a, a brief uh example of how most Clone Wars episodes open up is it opens up with the usual, you know, you know, the 1940s, like, here you go, guys, here's what's going on in the war, type, uh, type, uh, opening. uh Star Wars. Yeah, for Star Wars. Um, we usually get that opening, kind of recapping the last couple episodes. This episode didn't open like that. It actually opened with
2: the...
0: Okay, no, 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 you're... It did, but it was missing things. Like, it... Started out with the title "Star Wars: The Clone Wars." No, 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 no. It started out like that, with the the but in red, yellow, with the title card in red and the original Star Wars intro theme mixed in with the Clone Wars theme. As soon as it cuts to the um, recap,
3: I didn't see a recap on when I saw it, so I don't. There was. I I didn't. I don't
0: remember. I don't. I don't forget these things. This was iconic. No, 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 Chris. We we'll won't be talking Chris. about this episode of television I'm, for the I'm rest not of deny, not the week. Imagine This was the greatest thing ever. ever. There's a
3: possibility the version I saw just turned <laughs> but I didn't see a recap. Anyways. <laughs> um, God, it was it so had good. A very cinematic opening. Yes. Um, and it looked cinematic.
2: This yeah, is the
0: best Clone Wars it's ever looked.
3: Ever. This, Alex, this episode felt like a Star Wars movie. It didn't feel like a Clone Wars episode. It didn't feel like whatever else. This was a Star Wars movie. And this looks this feels like the first first fourth of a Star Wars movie. <sighs> and and I talked to Chris a little bit about this before, but I'm pretty sure that Disney's going to release these last four episodes as a singular Star Wars movie. And All I
0: I, I will see this on the biggest screen possible. Yeah,
3: this this these last four episodes, Old Friends Not Forgotten, The Phantom of Friends Shattered, and Victory and Death, I think are going to be a movie.
0: Well, I can't wait to watch it on. Why um, did you say the episode titles? Why did you do that? Sorry, Why Chris. did you do that? Oh, I have to forget the last five minutes. I have to forget the last five minutes of information just to forget that little nugget. Well, it's very okay. simple. Let me just do this.
1: I'm on a hula dance. Outside your house, I got a tight shirt on, and it's got a bow, because
0: it took it's the front in like It's 45. End, right you a cool thing on. Well, I've also got a lot of hair in my head.
1: I'm shimmying. What's i got a shimmy going on. Oh, I'm going gonna... and... to the cops. Oh, they're, they're the ones shedding the lights on me. They're in the background. Hey, what's up, uh, boys? I... Turn on the sirens for
2: ambiance. Anyways. Oh. Um, okay, <laughs>
3: So, so, Chris, did you, um? because I know you've seen The Mandalorian, did you catch
0: a couple No, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen a single episode of The Mandalorian. I haven't seen a single <laughs> you, one. It, Who it, do you it, think I am? Yeah, I think,
1: out, he's pointing out that I, he's slyly pointing out
3: that I haven't seen it yet. Yes. Okay. Um. The it did mean? you catch the couple Mandalorian references in this episode?
0: Oh, I was so caught up in everything else, it was so good.
3: <laughs> There was, um, there was a couple, uh, there was a couple of rebels references. There's a couple Mandalorian references. So they were very subtle, though. Oh my god, I can't.
0: I, uh,
3: but uh, I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm, so good. I'm pretty sure that probably in the next couple episodes we're gonna see the night of a thousand tears, though.
0: Could you like not blow? I don't the know. Show?
3: I don't actually know, but I'm pretty sure we will. It's a prediction. Yes. I also wouldn't be surprised if we saw an <coughs> anime, if we saw an anime Din Djarin. Let's go. Because Disney likes to wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And it would make sense too. He- it would make sense considering no. that it's Ahsoka is going to be right. in the season of the Mandalorian.
0: It's too late. Too late for what? To see to see the Mandalorian as a kid. Now it's too late. We're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, we saw
3: him in this in the show, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, but we're not. But he's not on Mandalore. Well, we don't know that the droids are not on Mandalore.
3: No, no, I know, I know, I know. The, the events that we saw in that 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 specific thing took place before this. That wasn't the night of thousand tears. Yes.
0: So he's not here. We know he's not here.
3: No, but we know that he was in the Night of a Thousand Tears, and that did happen on Mandalore, though. That,
0: uh, (laughs) he just knows about it. What? I think he just knows about it. I don't think he was there.
3: No, he was there. Literally, like, Gideon says, you remember the Night of a Thousand Tears? You saw what they did?
0: Show your work! Okay. Do it again! Okay. prove me wrong again okay. as you talk more about star wars than i do again chris, it's it's that chris i'm just I saying was, your name i want him to do it again i want <laughs> him to do it again he always does this but don't be so hard on yourself don't uh-huh. hard on you. I'm, i am too late is this is who i am okay do it again. You, me wrong. again you said you said it earlier you can change a man can change that is darn true. Dang it, I'm a hypocrite now.
1: Yeah. Oh, damn it. Chris, we love you. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> anyways,
0: that's, that's, look, I'll, I've, I'm not gonna I've, do I've, that now
3: because
1: we're on a time.
3: Facts. Anyways. Do do? Uh. So. Uh. Yeah. You gotta
0: give me the floor. You gotta give me the floor. You gotta give me the floor. I gotta take. I gotta take over. You have got to give me this right now. Either 11 and a half minutes. You just do gotta you to let me go. To
1: check out, do you want him to check out whether he's right or do you want him to give you the floor?
0: Did you just say that you weren't gonna look it up now?
3: No, I'm not gonna look it up. You can have the floor. Oh, sorry, I missed that. Then, yeah, go ahead, Chris.
0: This is the greatest episode of Clone Wars of all time. Yes. Uh, yes! Uh, I. You're not. What was your favorite? The one with the that. two. It's one of the of two the, ones with that, the 3PO and R2? No. No, is no,
1: no. no, that no. That there's still three no, left. No, you got kidnapped no.
0: on freaking uh, no. Coruscant and tortured for information by bounty hunters? Well, no. I, I think, three left, Chris. You know, uh, maybe they might top it.
3: No, but I think that uh, what's it called is. Uh, what's it called? Brothers is probably better, truthfully.
0: Brothers.
3: Season 4, Daddy episode twenty one. It's and the
0: Point Rain arc?
3: No, the 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 one where they reintroduce Maul. No, that one was really good, dude. Uh, that that was really good, dude. Yeah,
0: if you this was better. Listen, dude, Maul- this is better.
3: Also, I think like a lot of the Mandalore stuff with Maul was pretty good too. Yes. Like,
0: so, no, dude, this is better. This was better. <sighs> Listen, like. I haven't felt this good in months.
3: No, I'm happy that you do. This is, Chris, Chris, I'm not taking away from the fact that this is a good episode.
0: I know you're not, but you're still not giving me the floor. So, okay. Like, um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, exactly. That's where I'm at. <laughs> like,
2: like,
1: I don't like. Right. God,
0: that was pretty funny. That
1: was,
0: that was pretty
1: fun. That is
2: pretty
0: funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should just call it the Zach and Alex show. Or, well, like um, I just
1: imagined you as a lawyer in a courtroom, being like, "I'm sorry, sir, but you gotta, I gotta have the floor." All right, objection, objected. Go ahead. You're like, ah, oh, um, uh, shit. <laughs> Uh, um, did not, good, uh, did not do it.
2: I miss Jose Canseco!
0: Um. <laughs> liar, liar. Nice. Liar, liar. It's iconic. Um, so, like, now, after this episode, now I'm not sure who my favorite Star Wars character is. Who was it before? It was Ray. Now it's at really? the Ray or, it's at the
1: yes, remember? Well, no, it was like, I, I guess my question would have been, my
0: next question would be, who was it before that trilogy even started? Um, nobody. I couldn't pick one. Now it's either Rey or Ahsoka, and I can't pick. It's it's close with me. Personally, it's close.
1: Interesting.
0: Character-wise, right. in a technical standpoint, it's a no-brainer. It's Ahsoka. But, personally, it's it's neck and neck, honestly. On um, Dex from the cafe. No. Uh, Dexter Jensen, no. That's-
3: I like that guy. He's got a lot of arms. Um, Chris, I guess here's my question because uh, this is a lot that I that people were talking about uh, in the lead up. Oh to Oh my th-
0: god, it's ending! I don't want it to end. No,
3: no, 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 no. So a lot of people were talking about how this this episode, "Old Friends Not Forgotten," would not have been as impactful as it was if we didn't see the four previous episodes.
0: Incorrect. Um no way, it would have been more impactful without with them. And it's more impactful with, with them. them. Yes. It without
3: them, the episode feels a little less. And, and here you mind if I give you the, the brief explanation why people think this? Uh the brief explanation is that those four episodes really show us the cost of the people of this war, and it gives Ahsoka Someone functionally to fight for, or people to protect,
2: okay, from,
3: from the separatists, and it's why it feels so almost painful for her. No, to see, hold on. well, to see the politicians of Obi Wan doing what he was doing at the beginning of the episode.
2: With the the
0: Val- okay, so the value of the last like four episodes, last four episodes, is that. Um, okay, hold on. Let me regain my thoughts. I'm so over the moon with this episode right now. Oh,
1: okay. Jump over the moon.
0: <laughs> so um God. Form a sentence, you stupid idiot! All right. Hey, um, wait. That's what I'm
1: okay, man. Just watch that stuff. You don't, you don't gotta do that.
0: The last four hey, episodes. If you
1: can do it on your own, just don't do it around <laughs> things, what I'm saying. Um yeah, give me the chance. Yep, yep, poop. I'll get better.
0: I'll get better at it. Um so the last four episodes stand as a way for Soka to view the war from a civilian standpoint, which was also though no, that wasn't done in the arc where they went to the other separatist planet. Um that was from the opposite side of the war. So you gotta see the opposite side of the war. So it was from a civilian standpoint, so that I think was. The general point but there was a lot of, of that was a lot of words to that was a lot of stuff to do to get that point across oh i agree um, i agree oh, like yeah. the story where they describe who obviously could couldn't have been anybody else but luminar unduly being somewhat responsible for the deaths of their parents Spoiler alert. Um, and her like, reaction to that. It's like, the Jedi
3: Kind of shitty.
0: Yes. Um, dogma. Um, and like <laughs> Stop it. Um, like, it just does that, but literally nothing else. Um...
3: Yes, I think that... Except
0: there was a fun nod to Return of the Jedi, and it was... I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. This is happening right now. You gotta be kidding me. He did this before.
2: Yeah, I think <laughs> He's
0: that done that this there, before.
3: I think that there was a reason for that. I think it was important for us to see that cost of the war from a civilian yes. standpoint. yes, yes. I yes, think yes. it also when you really think about it really makes the opening of revenge of the Sith a lot more impactful because all science under siege when that happens.
0: Okay. Four and a half minutes. So real quick. Um, I thought about this too, like earlier in the week, like, um, star Wars explained, which is a YouTube channel about guess what, guess what? Um, he did a video on space battles. Um, where he was talking about just the space battles of uh, Star Wars, and he was talking about how the original trilogy kind of got it right, um, got, got like got it right. Rogue One was the closest that we've gotten to it, but the other ones, like Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker, and even like the sequel trilogy, um, they just weren't like they either weren't big enough, or they weren't personal enough. Sure. Um, and I was, and he even thought he was like the sequels, yeah. But like, I, as he was explaining, like his thoughts on Coruscant, I'm like, Coruscant was just a backdrop. This could have been any other planet, and it would have been done the same thing. But why Coruscant? The the home world of the Republic. They decide to have that. Look, Alex, you might be right. Lucas might be the insane one. Um, oh, he
3: is 100. percent
0: Have you seen Howard the Duck? Um, yes. <laughs> sure.
3: here's the thing here's the thing about coruscant and why it no,
0: no, no 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 let me let me just um wrap up on clone wars because three minutes um i held on to every second of, of anakin and ahsoka because that was the last time they'd ever talk
3: yep that is the last time anakin skywalker talks to her before before he becomes darth vader. vader yep before the events are well we know that she doesn't see him even after he becomes Vader. We know the next time she sees him is in Rebels.
0: Yes. Which is 20 years. Oh, my God. Yes. Um,
3: which is 19 years later. So.
0: It hit me hard. I didn't think the prequel era could do that, but it did. Um,
3: well, I think this, like, exemplified the, the minor parts of the prequel era that were really good. Specifically, the re- like the fact that you really feel for some of the characters. Um and this really added a lot to the stuff of the. Feature. This actually, I think, almost redeems a lot of Revenge of the Sith. To be honest, because a lot, we, a lot, it does. It it redeems a lot of the issues. This of whole Revenge.
0: show does. Too
3: I don't know if this show redeems the entire. Yes, of
0: all it, of it, the whole show.
3: But this episode specifically redeems a lot of a lot of the sins of the storyline of episode three.
0: Oh, she says good luck, and he doesn't say anything back. I I almost cried. Oh my god! Um, and then the actual siege of Malachor. Oh, it was so Mandalore. great, Mandalore. Sorry, Mal- I'm thinking of Rebels. Man- Mandalore. Um Malachor. Malachor. We did that movie. Um, so yes, this is awesome. We have three more episodes. Um, it's going to end, and it's going to be sad, and it's going to be great, and... Oh, my God! This show is so good.
3: It's so ex- he's so ecstatic. I knew Alex,
0: watch start. the darn show, then watch The Mandalorian. Would you please catch up? I mean, I'm going to probably wait for The Mandalorian now. <laughs> A little bit uh, longer. Like, uh, season two uh, is not
1: I've got time. But either way, like, um... I, to give again, you a good chance just, so, Alex. I'm, I let me finish. let me finish. I'm gonna watch Clone Wars when I watch the movies again because I'm gonna watch the movies chronologically.
2: Yeah,
1: it's gonna be a long time before we get another like major property that goes further than Ray. So like I've got time, guys. and I've got time to like really dig into it. So I've got Sorry. two series, two series to watch. That's like, series that people say are better than like what's been be- being made right now so like I've got material to get to I'm excited to get to it and yeah. I get to splice it in between stuff that I already enjoy
3: yes and I think what's I gonna see. be really helpful Alex and I think what will be really cool well, is uh,
2: this, this
3: show is gonna be done in about four weeks which will be nice yeah. um the likelihood is you'll get to watch these last four episodes as one movie instead of as four episodes um And the real beauty of all of this is that I think you will be able to go and watch, um, what's the term I want to use? You'll watch uh, Attack of the Clones and be like, the fuck? And then then you get to watch this show where the front season of it is like mediocre, kind of like Attack of the Clones. And then it just gets better and better. Right. And but, better, but, and better, and then you get to a *Revenge of the Sith*. But,
0: but, but the show does not air chronologically; it no. jumps around. Yeah, it does. There yeah. is a chronological, yes. there is a chronological order to it because you like that.
1: I probably won't do that with the show. I will probably, but I right. do that. There's a beginning where the show starts, and there's a big part where the show ends within the saga of Star Wars that I can watch it
0: in between. And that's probably where I'm gonna be. That's it, 30 minutes is up.
1: All right, um, my suggestion that- Last this-
0: Crusade, no, wait. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Blow my mind, do it, I'm ready. I've been looking forward to this, I'm so ready. Okay, so this is gonna be a long time because I've been
1: sitting on this for a bit. But I am gonna say, uh, Zach watched Battlestar. <laughs>
2: And Zach was, finally he, watched
1: Battlestar. Okay, watched Battlestar that. miniseries. He thought it was boring, and I'm I'm uh, respectfully uh, admire his opinion as to why he didn't enjoy it as much as I would hope. I do think he should go forward, and if he does, I'd like to hear what he does next time. That's the last thing. Now, okay. Uh, <laughs> so are you gonna talk? No, so wait, okay. So hold on, hold wait, on. No, no, no. Zach, wait, wait, wait. wait. Zach, wait, has, wait Zach has Zach has the right to respond. All
3: right, fine. You are so excited about saying Zach watched Battlestar finally.
1: I want to get it on a record to see whether you keep going or like it or not. And if you keep going and you do like it, it'd be nice to like, like I'm going to see it through
3: because I said I would, and I'm hoping I'll enjoy it at the end, but I'll definitely tell you guys how I
1: feel about it. You do not have to to see it through if at a certain point you're like, I'm not in. If you're like, I'm not in, I heard your points to know enough that I think you have reasons. So I, I hope you keep going, but if you don't, uh, I totally hear you out. But it'd be nice to like have a point where you're like, ah, I didn't like the miniseries, and like halfway through the show, you're like, I'm really liking it, and then towards the end, you're like, this is, this is stupid, but I dig everything about it anyway, like Lost, like I'm in, they can make whatever decision they want, and I'm open for it. Maybe you won't get that far, but it'd be
0: nice to like get on record what's going on. That's all.
3: Yeah, I can understand that. Okay.
0: Uh, okay. okay, so oh, Alex... What, what are you going to start with? Are you going to start with the stuff that you sent over the text, or are you going to start with something else? Okay. I so, want to read what you texted.
1: I want to, okay, that's going to be after, because that pertains to Crusades. Okay. What I'm talking about right now pertains to the Indiana Jones TV show, The Young, Young Indiana Jones. Okay,
0: I'm ready. Let's
1: do it. Blow okay. my mind. So a couple of, I'm going to like, Okay, so this is going to take a bit, but it's going to be worth it when I tell you what I saw.
2: So,
3: okay. Um, so for, first and foremost, before we get really deep on this... Oh
2: my God, let but, him go. <laughs>
3: Alex, Alex, explain how you got to watching this originally to remind people. Well,
1: I think we recorded it last week. but No, maybe... I think
3: that was off... Did,
0: did that we was talk? off air. That was off okay, air. Okay,
3: so at,
1: at, off air, we started talking about the show after we, started, we finished the episode, and I decided that I was going to, like, check it out because I like Sean Patrick family who was apparently uh, Sean Patrick Flannery who was apparently the star of it and there was a lot of people who were behind it and making it and in it that I was like okay I'm interested I want to check this out but it turns out um that you the only way you can watch it for free really is on YouTube in the way they released them on video so here's the deal when Crusades came out and they put that section in there with River Phoenix that was basically Lucas saying, I want to make a backdoor pilot to a young Indiana Jones show, because even if Steven is going to make these movies anymore, I like this character and I want to keep going. Um, he wanted River Phoenix to do it, but River Phoenix was incredibly famous then, and that was not going to happen. So he decided to get like, some stories together, get some people together, and start to film some things and set up the money so that by 1992, they had a whole season together. So if you watched an episode of this show, here's what you would get. Every episode starts with a 90-year-old indie meeting somebody and then telling him a story about his life when he was a young man. Now, either you're going to get him as a kid or you're going to get him as an adult or you're going to get him as both. So one week you may see a story of Indy at 10 years old and then the next week you'll see him at 20 years old. In the third week, you may see him find something at 10, and then lose it and get it back at 20. So oh, it was oh all over Oh, my good. God. Which, here's the thing. It, okay, I'm going to get into the- All right. So <laughs> with the home release, it, it only lasted for a season. It got a lot of awards. It had a lot of people behind it. It had a lot of weight. People liked it, but it was too much money, and it wasn't enough ratings for ABC, so they canned it. When they decided to put it on home video- they started to get the packaging together and really didn't release it until all of it, at least until by 1999. But to do it, they they needed to film new stuff because their decision was not to, like, release them individually as episodes. They decided to release them as movies because the last little bits of the show, um, last few episodes that they couldn't air, they turned into movies. So they decided no. to turn
2: all into movie
1: and do it chronologically. So the scene of Indy as a kid happened first, and then happened to him at 20. Now, here's the thing. smooth. Most of the time, it's very smooth. But one or two episodes, they have to connect them. Because in that episode, Indy finds something as a kid, and then as a 20-year-old, he continues the story. Uh, and that's what happens in the pilot episode, the first movie that I watched, which is My First Adventure. So each video would cut out the 90-year-old Indy he's out of the picture and they just use voiceover and have the episodes connect, uh, in the middle somewhere. Uh, and then they would be two episodes, 45 minutes long, sliced together. Uh, the, they would have continuous things through episode by episode. Um, they were very educational. He always went somewhere. The crew went there. They threw money at the show. It's beautiful guys. It's really well done. Um, and he always meets either a kid his age or somebody famous. So he meets, like, he goes hunting with a Roosevelt. He meets Degar and Picasso. He, like, he meets, oh my he meets God. the guy who plays Lawrence of Arabia. He meets him. But I, I, like, I gotta tell you guys, I really liked it. As I kept watching, I would highly recommend that you guys watch this show. At the end of the day, please watch this show. However, I didn't know that when I first started. When I first started it, you get on the first adventure, and it's Indy at nine years old. You find out that his dad goes on a lecture tour, and he takes his wife, Indy, and a teacher with him as they travel around. That's the premise of the show. Every episode, he goes somewhere um, The first episode, he goes to Egypt. He meets Lawrence. He decides he wants to be an architect. Uh, I'm sorry, not an architect, an archaeologist. Um, <laughs> Very different
0: line of work.
1: Oh, guys, I've been really waiting to tell you guys this. It's ridiculous. Okay. My, my heart is beating. Um, so, <laughs> like, just get ready for this shit. So I'm watching this first thing. He's in Egypt. They find a thing. Uh, they find the guy who's murdered people for it. But he's hidden the thing. And I realized, oh, I'm not going to get to see older Indy. This is chronological. I knew that watching it. I was like, okay, all right. I, I'm going to watch that later down the line. So the next story is just him as a kid again. And it opens. (sighs) What I saw, guys, blew my fucking mind. (laughs) This is canon. This is legit Indiana Jones canon, what I'm about to tell you right now. I'm ready. Let's do it. Come on. (sighs) All right. Okay. So it starts off. With Indy, his dad, and his mom, and the teacher all getting on the boat. And they're like, where are we going? He's like, we're going to the Tangiers, Indy. It's, it's a very foreign place. It's, it's still a bit behind the times. People even still have slaves there. He's like, wow, slaves, this is crazy. He's like, yeah, Tangiers. Here we go. We're going to meet a friend of mine. His name is Mr. Harris. So they go there, and they meet Mr. Harris. He's this very well-to-do British guy. Like, Hello, chaps. What are you doing? Right? It's a very British show. But the Indy himself is American. Uh, So they go out there, and before they go to Harris's house, they decide to stop by this woman's place. And they get there, and they're all sitting, all the adults are sitting there talking and stuff about what they're going to do. He's going to have a lecture at the Sultan. Sultan's the big deal in town. Um, So uh, all the adults are talking, and there's this, like like, young kid, a black servant named Omar, running around giving everybody coffee, uh, tea. And he's pouring it really long, and Indy's playing with them and the woman goes, Omar, why don't you and Indy go outside and play while the adults talk? And they're like, cool. And they go out there, and Indy starts to play with the kid. Immediately, Indy becomes best friends with so many kids. I love this Indy. Indy kid is awesome. Um, he's the best. He treats everybody equally. He's, he loves just like He loves knowledge. He loves culture. He loves dead things. It's great. Um, He's a rambunctious little scamp. But in this episode, I don't know what the fuck. (laughs) Um, So they start playing, and they play for a little bit longer. Then, like time goes by, the dinner's over, and they're about to leave. And the mom's like, "Did you have fun?" He's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Indy doesn't have a lot of kids when we go on these lecture tours around to like hang out with." Although he does in like every episode. (laughs) <laughs> and the woman goes, oh, would you like Omar to escort you? And I was like, huh? And then she goes, Omar. What? And snaps over and she goes, Omar, you will escort Indy everywhere he goes. You will do everything he says. He goes, yes, man. And I went, wait a second. Did Indy just get a slave?
2: Guys? <laughs> <God? laughs> right? Why? Why? Guys.
1: God. <laughs> no. no, no, stop laughing as soon as you can, dude, because this is going to get crazy. Okay. Guys, buckle the I'm fuck here. up. I'm, yeah, I'm ready. I'm here. Wow. I'm here. Okay, so they decide to travel on to Harrison's house. They're on their way, and Indy's telling Omar all about his life. He's like, I've been here. I've been there. I, I, I want to be an archaeologist. And he shows him a map. He's like, Wow. Wow, and he's telling him about what it's like to be an archaeologist. He's like, Omar, what do you want to be when you grow up? He goes, "I'm a slave." And I went, what? and then he goes, "No, no, no, no. What do you want to be when you grow up?" He's like, "I'm a slave for life. It's a whole life thing." And then the scene just ends. Uh, they get to the house, Harris's house, and they want to start playing again. But Indy sees this like, like guy sneaking around the house. He's thinks, and he, like, tells him to get the guards, and he starts throwing fruit at him. He's like, get out of this house. This is Mr. Harrison's house. Well, guys, it turns out it's Mr. Harris. Mr. Harris is dressed up as a peasant so he can walk around. The- oh, by the way, he's wearing face. Anyway, <laughs> Mr. Harris. Oh the- <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Stop, 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 stop. Time out, time out. I'm sorry. Did you catch that, too? Did you catch that, too, Chris? Yeah, I caught that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking okay. Oh, <laughs> Apparently, they don't like Westerners out in their town. The Europeans are like not good there. Like, he went there to go eat a guy at the Sultan's, but the guy insulted the Sultan, and the Sultan cut his head off, poured salt all over it, and put it on his spike. And he tells Indy, he's like, it was really gross. And then he's like, with the eyes open, he's like, yeah, dude, they were opening every. He's like, yeah, it was crazy. And he starts washing the brown face off, and he's like, that's crazy. He's like, yeah, don't tell your parents, though. I'm going to go change. We have a lecture. So, Hold on, stop. stop. No, no, Okay, go he, ahead.
0: Yeah. I'm crying because he's walking around as a in his own house and he's wearing brown face. Chris, buckle
1: the fuck up. This is about to get real. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Indy walks <sighs> over to Omar and he says, Omar, guess what? You want to see a salted head on a spike in the middle of the city? Omar's like, you can't go to the city. And Indy goes, Don't worry. I have a disguise.
2: (laughs) No!
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. This was made. This was made. (laughs)
1: I'm going to get into that later. Anyway, so so he says, I have a disguise. Harris showed me how to do it. And Omar goes, I don't know. I don't think this is a good idea. And he goes, no, 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 man, come on. Do this. And he goes, as you wish. And he goes, no, 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 not like that. I want you to want to do it. And Omar's like, but I don't want to do it. And he's like, well, come on, man, let's do this. And he's like, as you wish. He's like, please stop saying that. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> Cut, round chase on Indiana Jones. They are painting Indiana Jones, nine years old, in brown Arabic skin coconut oil, getting all over him. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I am shocked right now, guys. Canon. This is Canon, by the way. So, I don't know how Omar decides to get talked into this other than the fact that he'll do any white person's bidding. He's a slave. He takes him out into the middle of the city, and they start looking for a head on a spike. And I'm telling you guys, this is a young nine-year-old boy playing Indiana Jones in brown face walking around fucking... T- I, I, it changes. It's amazing. So anyway... Ooh racist-looking bad guy with horrible teeth sees them and starts following them. And they go to the center of the square. It turns out the head on the spike is gone. They missed it, guys! Oh, next
2: time! So,
1: (laughs) this guy's like, I know where it is. And Indy and and Omar are like, really? He's like, yeah, follow me. And Indy's like, yeah, let's follow this guy. And Omar's like, what the hell are you talking about? We need to get back. And he's like, no, no, man, let's do this. And of course, Omar... Slave does does what he says, and they follow this guy down a dark alley. It's the most obvious kidnapping scenario there is. He just leads them into this hidden area and they kidnap him. They kidnap him with a bunch of kids. They make an effort to show you the other kids are getting kidnapped by these people. And Omar and Indy get kidnapped by bandits who are going to sell them into slavery. They make it all the way out into the desert, guys. And then the adults get back from their thing and Harris and the dad start going around and trying to figure out what happened. They still don't know they've been kidnapped yet. And so they get kidnapped. They're in the middle of the desert getting wandered out by these bandits and they decide to sneak out at night. In the middle of them trying to sneak out at night, other bandits show up, completely murder the guys who kidnapped them, like decapitate these dudes. Like it's murder. And they pick up Indy and Omar and they throw them in back. And Indy's like, what, what are we, we going to do now? He's like, I don't know, man. Like Maybe they could have found us before. Maybe there were people who could have recognized the guys that stole us at the village. But those guys are dead. No one saw this. The best thing we can hope for now is to pray for a good master. Actual line from the show. <laughs> Ian Jones says, why don't I just tell him who I am? He's like, then they're going to fucking kill you and throw you in the desert to get rid of the evidence. They don't want the hassle of having a fucking European rich kid here. And then he's like, I just can't take a shower then? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. Flash cut to slave market. That's right, guys. We're at a slave market now. Like watching kids. (laughs) Slave market. Like they are whipping kids. They're crying and whining. And Indy goes, is this what you went through, Omar? He's like, yeah, dude. I don't even know my family. Oh,
0: my Lord.
1: Is going on right now? Are they actually, like, this is ridiculous. So anyway, they put Indy on on the, they put Indy on stage. There's an auctioneer. He's like, do you want this kid? He starts looking at Indy's teeth, going through his hair like it's fucking roots. I don't know what the hell I'm watching. And then all of a sudden, yeah, no, there's a guy who bids him out for $500. And you see him give him the money. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a, there's a man out there who legitimately in one country has paid for Indiana Jones. He owns Indiana Jones. It's canon. I <laughs> so own him. And so Indiana Jones, this guy, and he picks him up and he throws him over his shoulder and he takes him out of the market and he puts him on the ground and he's like, "You know how weird your parents are." Boom! It's Harris, hidden Arabic big brown face the whole time. He found the market. And So Indy's like, you're going to take me back to my parents? He's like, yeah, dude, man, why would you do that? By the way, you look great. You got a knack for this. I'm like, guys, focus. And then Indy is like, Omar's in there. We got to get him. He's like, Omar's fine. We got to go, man. They're going to find out. He's like, what are you talking about? We got to get Omar. He's like, any master will do with him. He's a slave. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching right now? And he's like, we got to go, get him. save my life. And he's like, I've got $100, man. I don't know if I can buy this kid or not. And he's like, let's do it. You go back in, he starts bidding up, and then he lands on $100, the last thing. All he has to do is make sure that somebody else doesn't bid, but he pissed off another guy when he bought Indy for bidding, and this guy wants to make a fool out of him. So he will be- bid over 100 So Indy goes, no, master, you don't want that kid pointing at Omar. He, he is mute and dumb. And he's like, Why why didn't you tell me that before? Why did you make me look like a fool in front of all these people? And then he smacks Indy in the face and he goes, stupid slave. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then he buys Omar because no one's willing to pay more than $100 for a meat slave. Picks them both back and takes them out of that. No harm, no foul. None of the other kids are rescued. None of the slave traders are paid for their mistakes. Nobody pays and all those kids are kidnapped. All of them. They're slaves now. But Indy and Omar are okay, except Omar's a slave, by the way. You don't want to forget that because when they take him back and they're all like, his master's like, how was he? Was he good for Indy? And they're all like, yeah, he was good. And yeah, Indy's like, yeah, he was great. And they look at the dad and the dad's like, yeah, he did everything Indy said. And the woman's like, good. And I'm like, what was she going to do if he didn't? It doesn't matter anyway. Indy says goodbye to Omar and he's like, oh, man, that was a scrape, man. I I hope I get to see you down the line i hope one day i can show you the ocean and the himalayas and he's like indy i'm a slave i'm <laughs> gonna be a slave forever all i have are your dreams which i very much appreciate and it gives him the map he's like now i have a map of places i can never go thank you and then indy leaves and i don't know what the fuck i just watched i'm like this is the show <laughs> is this is young indiana jones how have i never heard? how are people not screaming from the rooftop? who gives a shit about a fridge and a nuke a slave wore brown face and then was sold into slavery <laughs> that's all fucking canon that's canon guys <laughs> Chris, calm down. How can you calm down? Not I mean, that funny. To me, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Are you kidding me? It was amazing, Zach. It was amazing. I had no idea what this show had to offer. I had no idea what it could do. And then to see the most racist, un- unacceptable thing i could ever see part of a property that's pretty good for a long time until crystal skull i was like i was laughing my ass off man i was i've been telling everybody because it's my, my mind then i continued to watch the show i got all i got all the kids section done i haven't watched any of the 20 uh, year olds i'm gonna do that after crusades because when he's in the boy scouts that's in between the show and when he uh, becomes John Patrick Flannery. And I gotta say, guys, really good show. Honest to God, good show. Amazing people show up. Like, all awesome people show up. Bond, Daniel Craig shows up, Catherine Zeta-Jones. There's a lot of people who show up crazy. Um, like oh, there are a lot of good of it. But here's the thing. I needed to know what the fuck happened Because then when I kept watching, I was like, why is this so good? And this episode's so bad shit insane. Well, it was made later years later it's one of the fillers so i was like okay that explains why some of the actors are older and they don't do some of the like tropes of the show but it doesn't explain the batshit insanity something happened here and then i kept watching the show and i hit into another episode now every episode is from indy's point of view and his perspective it never is except for one and it's an episode where, for no goddamn fucking reason at all, it follows Indy's mom that she has an affair with the composer of La Boheme. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, it's not even an affair. He basically uh, just uh, just like wears her down. Like, his, the, fa- the dad is on a lecture tour in another city in the country, and she's stuck in, like, Sicily, I believe. And he's just like, wearing her down like over and over sending her flowers taking her places it gets to the point where he's like i know you feel it too and she's like i don't know what i feel and it's because he's conf- he's like gaslighting her it's it's very inappropriate it has nothing to do with indy until the very end when he listens to her cry about the affair she almost had she was going to run away with him you guys and he heard this and the reason the episode is from his perspective is because he hears it Here's the empathy in how her life has led to this point. And then he's like, I understand why she would, you know, run away with a flight of fancy. That's what an adult is being about. I get it. But like, no, not, no, none of that has anything to do with the show, with Indy. He doesn't learn anything. She doesn't learn anything. And the guy just like, he's just a creepy dude who like composed one of the best operas of all time. Like, why would you do that? Who the hell wrote this? Oh, it was the same person who wrote the Tangineer Groundface episode. Who the hell is this person? It's a woman called Jewel Selbo.
3: I don't think Jewel Selbo wrote that, though. Yes, she did. Well, I'm like,
1: listen. No, me- no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. Zach, gonna- Zach, you got to believe him. I believe him on this one. No, 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 because
1: I'm like. I'm telling you, Zach, I'm telling you, it looks odd on IMDb because everything is screwed up on there. They don't know what is the TV shows and what's the movies. No, I know. I really looking at,
3: I'm looking at it, though, because My First Adventure is just the first half of *Crisis of the Jackal, right?
1: No. The point of My First Adventure, it's, a TV, it's an hour and a half long of two episodes of television. The first section was written in 1992 by somebody else in George Lucas. She wrote the section in Tangineer with a brown face, but it's still part of My First Adventure because that's the video that you get. So she wrote half of it. That's why she's scheduled for it. She wrote four things. She wrote that and then Venice 09 because she wrote one of the sections in Venice. And then she wrote two other ones when he's an adult. So she wrote four episodes of this show. Two of them years later and two of them back when the show was being in production but for Sean Patrick Fannery episodes. I haven't gotten to yet, which, guys, I can't fucking wait. Who is this (laughs) Like, Looked it up. She's not written but one movie. And it's a movie about a guy who oh, I, I can't believe this was made into a movie. The guy who used to be on CSI, the main guy of CSI, Peterson. Uh, oh, he, God. Um, he also did Manhunter. Um, uh, either way. He I, I you talking about. He's married to a woman, but he also just doesn't want to be home. So he decides to just leave home for like years at a time and just still expects her to be cool with that shit. And then one day he finds out from his daughter that the woman is totally divorcing him and getting married to somebody else. So he goes back into town to, you know, fix that. And then spends the entire movie wearing her down until she says yes. And I read a Roger Ebert review. He gave it one and a half stars. And he goes, no human being ever acts like this. No human being ever talks like this. This is the weirdest damn thing I've seen in months.
3: And oh, I was makes yeah, sense. She, she's from Fargo.
1: Yeah, she's insane.
3: Yeah, she's from Fargo. That doesn't surprise me. People from Fargo are crazy. Can <laughs> <laughs> confirm. I I lived there Ken. for five years. Can confirm people in Fargo are nuts.
0: I spent the I spent a the weekend there. I can confirm also.
3: Chris? This this being a weekend in Fargo doesn't mean a weekend in Fargo doesn't mean anything. I lived there for five years, dude. That place is crazy.
0: Whatever.
1: dude. Place- it's kind of true. I gotta be honest. Like people stuck when people get stuck out there, it just it's like the movie, the thing. Nobody trusts anybody. Like everyone. No, dude,
3: Fargo's fucking crazy, dude. I I love going to so often because I have friends there that like I respect their opinions and stuff. Anyway, but dude, people from Fargo are crazy.
1: <laughs> so I haven't watched Miss Selbo's movie. One, okay. Sorry, one movie, but uh, I will. I will hunt that thing down and I will find it. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Uh, She is my new favorite enigma. Um, (laughs) She got this job on this show, considering the other shows she wrote for. Um, It is an anomaly because it's so crazy. This show is really, really good. And I highly recommend you guys watch it if you want to continue um, the vibe that Indy has going. But gotta say, that was shocking straight out i've never seen an episode of television like that and um never attached to such a prominent character where so many people believed in it like george lucas put his heart and soul in the show and did not want it to die he wanted to keep going this was his baby and i still haven't gotten to him as an adult yet which what i hear is the best stuff and i loved the kid stuff so i'm here to tell you guys uh, watch the show next time you get into the series or now and then also um, that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen and I wish I'd have waited <laughs> until now and instead of piping it for a week but I gotta tell you um, I loved it I loved how that shit insane it was cause like what the fuck
2: who <laughs> <Okay. laughs> cares <throat>
0: Dang, Zach, he's got a lot of. I think he's got a lot of ammo uh, for his case for uh, Crystal Skull now.
3: Yeah, I mean, I always thought that, like,
0: he's got a lot of ammo now. It watching it we again, can't, we can't argue. No, I'm probably in, not in gonna. In terms watch of it.
1: canon, that is the worst thing that's ever happened to indie that I've seen so far. Period. End of story.
0: All right. All right. Can we, now, about, can we talk about this Last Crusade alternate thing?
1: Yeah, okay. So we'll get into the movie soon enough. So let's, I'll, I'll, you can tell the second part. I'm going to get the first part out of the way. Okay,
0: you get the first part. I'll go to number
1: two. Chris Columbus, as he was crawling up the ranks in Hollywood, eventually to make some of the most profitable movies in Hollywood ever, um, did the same thing that Lawrence Kasdan did for the first movie which is he got suggested in to possibly write with Lucas. But what Caston did with Lucas is he actually wrote with him. Columbus didn't write with Lucas. He just was scared and would write what Lucas said and then kind of made it whatever and then turned it in and everyone was like, this is bad. And of course it was bad. Lucas was probably at the point where he was just sitting inside his house doing blow all day and thinking (laughs) the weirdest shit he ever thought of. And he, of course, wrote it down and was like, I, If I turn this in, I'm fired. He and he got fired. And then years later, people found that and attributed it to Columbus until he told the actual story. And it makes way more sense when you realize that this batshit bananas bullshit came
0: from Lucas.
3: So that's why, they, why the, the, the prequel trilogy is insane.
0: Too much blow. Too much blow. No, it's not. It, it, I don't attribute the prequels to Blow. That, that Those movies were too slow. No, I see, I think he was done with it
1: by then and was actually deciding, oh, I don't want to do Blow all day. I want to work. I want to get into the CGI stuff. But he also just you know hadn't made a movie in a long time. He'd been producing stuff. Okay. Also, Again, this, I've been, that all okay the he he had also was like, doing
3: a lot of Blow, so he probably didn't remember a lot of what happened there, too. Uh, Howard
1: the Duck and... Yeah, Howard the Duck and this story are about to say, Chris. Those are the things that are... Um, okay, Okay, that's, so... That's right
0: there. Normally I would let Alex do this, but I have to do this myself. Because I, I have to prove that I read this right when you sent it. I knew you would. So if you would allow me. <clears throat> Verbatim from what Alex sent. Alex, what's your source on this? IMDb. IMDb. All right. IMDb. Okay. Internet Movie Database. All right. So, Chris Columbus wrote a couple of drafts. His first draft, dated May 3rd, 1985, was tentatively called Indiana Jones and the Monkey King. Oh, God, i am already tripping up. And revolved around the Garden of Immortal Peaches as the (laughs) main (laughs) plot. Yeah, I love it. It's written and said as if you know these things. It begins in 1937 with Indiana on vacation in Scotland. Where he battles the murderous ghost of Baron Seamus Secret. <laughs> Indiana, <laughs> then travels to Mozambique to aid Doctor Claire Clark, a hey, Chris, 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 Hepburn type. You,
3: you gotta, you gotta get, get a hold of the laughter, man. We're gonna, we're gonna say it.
0: Zach, shut up. Um, <laughs> he didn't want to admit that I was right, so he just don't. No. I'm not admit- I know that you're right. It doesn't matter. I'm reading this. And I'm gonna read it the way I want to freaking read it. And that's if you want to be on the show, you better freaking deal with it. No, anyway. no,
3: it's fine, Chris. It's just every time you it laugh. Don't, you don't say it's a it. problem.
0: Anyway. So yeah, yes. Indiana then travels to Mozambique to aid Dr. Claire Clark, his <laughs> stupid name, a Catherine uh, Hepburn type, according to George Lucas, who was found who has found a 200-year-old pygmy named Tiki-Tiki. <laughs> this pygmy possesses a scroll with directions to the lost city of the Monkey King, Sun Wukong. The Monkey King's orchard reportedly grows fruit.
2: I
3: didn't hear that.
0: The pygmy possesses a scroll with directions to the lost city of the Monkey King, Sun Wu Wukong. This is where they got the idea for uh, the Forbidden Kingdom, anyway, uh, by the way. Um, the Monkey King's Orchard reportedly grows fruit that grants eternal life, so the Nazis, held, uh, led by a hulking officer named Lieutenant Werner von Mephisto, <laughs> are also interested to find this city. On the city. On, on the way over by boat, the pygmy is kidnapped by the Nazis, led by Mephisto's subordinate, Sergeant Helmut Gutterberg, who has a machine gun who has a machine gun for an arm and escapes in a three-story tall tank? I don't understand how that's funny. (laughs) This is ridiculous! No, it's ridiculous! This is Indiana Jones and they wanted to make this in 1985. This is almost as ridiculous as that Jurassic Park 4 pitch. Are you kidding me? I
3: get it, I get it, Chris. This is awesome! I get it, but wouldn't it be funny to laugh about this after you describe the insanity that is this? Stop it! Shut up and keep talking,
0: Chris. <laughs> Indiana, Claire, and Scraggy Breer, an old native friend of Indiana, <laughs> in- an old native friend of Indiana, travel travel up the Zambezi River and rescue him. When they arrive at the gates of the lost city, they find it defended by gorilla guardians. Um, this is Uncharted Two, um, but. Uh, Tiki is able to reason with them before they can harm anyone. When the Nazis arrive, a large battle ensues between them and the gorillas, in which the gorilla, gorillas commandeer a tank, and Indiana attacks while riding a large rhinoceros. Indiana is shot dead in the climactic <laughs> battle by Fisto, and he, who gets knocked into a pit of tigers, and Indiana is saved by the Monkey King, a skeletal being, half man, half monkey. So that's where uh, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor uh, got the idea. Um... Through a piece of fruit from his garden. Indiana finally leaves with Dr. Clark and a shape-shifting staff he received from the Monkey King. Other characters include a cannibalistic African tribe, Betsy, a stowaway student who is suicidally in love with Indiana. I love how that's described, suicidally. Um, and a band of pirates led by Kazur, described as a Toshiro Mifune type. Um, I butchered that. Uh, who dies eating a peach because he is not pure of heart. Uh Oh, Columbus's second draft dated August 6th, 1985, removed Betsy and featured Dash, an expatriate, sorry, I'm bad at English, Um, a bar owner from for whom the Nazis work, and the Monkey King as villains. The Monkey King forces Indiana and Dash to play chess with real people, so that's where he got the idea for um, Sorcerer's Stone. Um, and disintegrates each person who is captured. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Indiana subsequently battles the undead, uh, destroys the Monkey King's rod, and marries Claire. Oh, my God. Uh, Location scouting commenced in Africa, but Steven Spielberg and Lucas ultimately abandoned Monkey King because of its negative depiction of African natives and because the script was too unrealistic. They got to location scouting, then then they axed it. That's hilarious. Um, somebody had fun in Africa on Universal on, on, on Paramount's funny. Spielberg acknowledged that it made him quote feel very old, too old to direct it, close quote. However, the tank chase sequence in this movie was taken from one of its drafts as well as the theme of an object that grants eternal life. Members of the Chicago-based podcast Alcohol Alcoholywood began periodically releasing an early draft of the script as an episodic audio play at the beginning of 2017.
1: Oh, my God. Does it just sound like a guy standing in his office doing lines just like dictating this for weeks?
0: Yeah. They wanted to make this in 1985. This is the point I wanted to make before you told me to save it. This is this idea formed eight years before Jurassic Park. This is eight years ahead of its time before they even had the technology to pull something like this off.
1: It's very ambitious. Yes.
0: Oh, my God. Movie's that case. is the 80s in a series of paragraphs. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Just read that, and that's the 80s. I want to share that story with my kids, if I ever have now, some, some. I day. will say
1: that there are movies that are that crazy from the 30s and the 40s, and even earlier, or like, I wouldn't say earlier than that, but like once they really started, like, throwing anything, once they started, like, having, like, Budsby-Berkeley money at movies, and they would just, like, throw anything they wanted, they had the ability to make that kind of bad shit-insane stuff. But it was also, like, people in suits, and you could tell it was fake, but, like, they made it. Um, They went for it. Um, The 80s are a bit too conservative for that, and I think Spielberg was right. He's like, hey, it's a little too racist. I mean, we barely skated on the last one. And... uh, and also, this is just like too much. It's just too much. I don't have the energy in me to do this.
0: <laughs> a machine gun for an arm.
3: Sounds I mean, like there doing... Final Fantasy Seven. Hey, they do it in they do
1: it in Planet Terror later. Except it's a leg.
2: <laughs>
3: I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty sure someone there played Final Fantasy Seven.
2: Uh, I'm
0: pretty sure they did that in a machete movie too. Oh, as a limb.
3: Well, Final Fantasy VII came out like in the late '80s, so like it's not that surprising that someone on (laughs) it was like, "This is a ridiculous idea." (laughs) Wait a second. All
1: right, so that's those are those are the two interesting things that I've found in the process of stalling. To watch Last Crusade, but I have seen Last Crusade at least three times this week. Well, how three times?
2: Yeah, he,
3: three times, yeah. I watched it again now. I only watched it twice, but. That's still pretty good. I, I do.
0: Zach. Yes. Final Fantasy VII came out in 1997,
3: um, not in the late
0: 80s. My bad. Boom! Got him. Dab.
3: Whatever. The a podcast. Can't dab on a podcast. Dang it. Chris, I just yeah. want to remind you that dabs are bad.
0: But tabs are fine. Yeah. Yeah, tabs are fine. Great. Uh, I heard it's a great cola. All right. So, yeah. last crusade. An yeah. Actual <laughs> incarnation.
3: So, Alex, uh, real quick before we start this. I know we talked a little bit about this before we um before we uh did too much on uh that you were wondering if this
0: or raiders was your favorite mm-hmm. pick do it now decide i hold a gun to your head you can't it's, see it cuz it's super hard for me to
1: decide having watched cruiseids so recently as I, I feel like it's so it's gonna have an edge. I think at the end of the day, I I here's the thing. This the, I've started to realize what each movie has above the other ones that when all three brought together create a trifecta that all the movie, all the movies possess, but one is always has a strength above the others. The first one it's the adventure aspect. The second one it's the set pieces. And this one, it's actual characterization. Like it has, it's basically the same structure as uh, Raiders, but the Belloc is a woman who has a conscience fighting with the entire movie. Windy um, is now have, having to deal with his father and all the past stuff like that. Brody is the comedy relief, and Sala is the straight man to him. And they're not introducing new characters, they're building on new ones. and picking a new character that can breathe more life into your main character and give him more characterization as well. So there's the, the, the problem that I'm having in my head when I think about this is the same thing I have with Star Wars, which is, of course, Empire is the better Star Wars movie. And in terms of better movie for that, it's one of the main reasons you watch Star Wars at all is you get to Empire. But Star Wars on its own... It's still an amazing movie. It stands on its own as a movie. And so, like, there's a part of me that feels like like, watching Star Wars from a certain point on always will work. Whereas Empire feels like you need to end during the middle of the series. It's the same thing here. I feel like...
0: Hold on. Time out. Time out. Zach, there is a feedback coming through your microphone. I know it's you. You got to kill it.
3: I don't know what that is. Sorry.
0: Okay, all right. So, Alex, no continue. Wait.
3: Um, so, Just, I'm gonna mute whenever I'm not talking.
0: Okay,
3: I appreciate that, man. Thank you.
0: Um,
1: uh, so like, I the thing about Crusades is, could I or anybody watch Crusades from the very from without watching any other Indiana Jones movie and still enjoy it and enjoy the character of Indiana Jones? And to be honest, yeah. You can watch this on its own, and it's a better Raiders in a lot of ways. It benefits from seeing the other movies, sure. But, like, he never really talks about his dad in the other movies. He doesn't say I had a struggling relationship with my dad. He never talks about how his mom died. He never talks about that stuff. He's just a professor who's also kind of an action hero of the side. And this movie, like, just gives him character. So if you knew that Indiana Jones was a big deal and then you started with this movie, this would be amazing. It would Because you get a characterization of who he is as well as getting all the great iconic things about him. However, the thing about Raiders is it's all about iconog- iconography and set pieces. Thank iconography, thank you, and set pieces. And also Harrison Ford is great. So there's so much magic in Raiders. There's so much that had to come together for that idea to work as well as, I think, Those are the best action scenes of the series. I think those are the best ones. So as much as Temple of Doom is basically its, its last half is all a set piece and this movie has a lot of set pieces, I tend to check out with the set pieces in Crusades where I totally check in with the set pieces in Raiders. Like you understand the stakes and you like the hero and he's trying to stop the bad guys. It's great. In this movie you really truly honestly care about the relationship of indy and his father as well as not wanting the nazis to get the the holy grail it it adds weight to it but like i don't care about the tank chase i think i like the motorcycle chase a lot the boat thing is i i understand that they have happened but they don't really do anything for me whereas like my favorite moments are like very quiet moments that indy has like when His dad kills the pilot with the birds and he says the quote that like he used his intelligence to think of engine to use ingenuity to solve the situation. And after watching the show, watching how important education and knowledge is to those characters, when Indy stares at him and looks at him with respect. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That is the heart of what these movies are really when they get it right. It's using your ingenuity to get out of it. And then the other part is like there are so many moments where Indy thinks he's OK and then he turns around and something worse is coming. He thinks he's made it out of so many scrapes and then the worst comes. It's very uh, reminiscent of the line he says earlier in the movie where he's like uh, somebody's like we're one step away. And He's like that's usually when the ground falls out from under you, a.k.a. when the ground falls
0: out. From oh, under man, them. I'm glad you oh. saw that, too. Oh,
1: exactly. Man. Like, but also it's in every situation he's in. When they get off the blimp, he looks at his dad. He gives him a thumbs up, only to see that there's more aeroplanes. Like he just—that happens so much in the movie. He thinks he's good. Things get worse. They get out of the scrape. This, now they have the map. So like, it's, that's what I love. Like, Indy is always in the game. So this is just a sharper version of what Raiders is. However, there's something about Raiders. There's just something about it. Like, which one would I watch the most? And I, I it's hard to say. Because I figured it out, Zach. Why you, you why, the reason you love this movie, right? Say why you love this movie more than the others.
3: I love, love, love the chemistry between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. Yeah, it they're is really? yeah. It's the best, chemi- it's actually, honestly, one of the best chemistries in film. If you ask me, I think I've never seen two actors truly give you this belief of of like entertainment and feeling for each other and, you know, pain or suffering or anger or I mean, every single part of it. I mean, at the end of this movie, you've gone on this journey. He's come to terms with the fact that Sean Connery was a shitty father. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when he's shot, he'll go through anything to protect his father
1: well here's an interesting thing zach if you look at the writers of this movie you're not going to see his name but if you look in the trivia it turns out he was uncredited see, this movie needed one thing for it to work and Spielberg we know that so he gave a rewrite to a man named tom stoppard he is the man who did all of the chemistry and dialogue between the father and the son he is the reason the movie is moving at the speed it does comedically and character wise one man, really, and he made a deal so that he would benefit from the profits of it. So, the more the more people buy rent, and this goes on TV, the more this one uncredited dude just like keeps getting money.
3: Tom Stafford. Yep.
1: Oh. So, at the, it's like, I'm loving the show, and I'm loving indie. And there was that guy who wrote that indie deserves smart women because these, the, the, these series is at its best when it's intelligent. I don't think that really necessarily works as a sexist thing. It really is sexist, but, like, I don't think it works with women. I think it works with the show. I think, like, when these characters use all of their knowledge to get themselves out of a situation just because they're teachers, they're professors. They know history. They know these things. It's what gets them from one step to the other, as well as they're willing to you know, punch someone in the face or kill somebody, which it's a lot of murder in these movies when you really think about it. And <laughs> I like all of those elements. It's why I'm liking this show. I think this is the peak of the series. This is the best of all the movies. It's Indiana Jones movies, by far. It, it doesn't have the same imagery and shots that... Uh, raiders has it does have an economic language to its cinema though every single shot everything you see you need to see it it's there for a reason maybe some of the action scenes the guy falling from the tanks some stuff like that extra cuts for whatever reason they don't work as well but like this movie is pretty tight everything about it is planned to a t uh the lighting is great it's beautiful the action to a lot of these scenes is great too but like I don't care about it as much as I care about it as Raiders. Uh, I think at the end of the day, my favorite is Raiders, but I, as of right now. But I do think that this is the best of the Indiana Jones series. And I do think that this is the peak of what it could do and could be. And although I do love it, as a movie, I wish it had the same look and vibe as Raiders the same mystery as Raiders. That's what it, that's what was missing. I don't know why it's not missing outside of I don't think... Here's the thing. Spielberg has said a couple reasons why he made this, but one of the biggest ones, there was a three-movie three obligation contract with Lucas. They were always supposed to make three of them. And since he didn't like Temple of Doom, but people's response to it, and how he felt when he made it, this movie just kind of felt like, I just gotta make another Indiana Jones. And he doesn't make a lot of sequels. The guy likes to move on, and so this was a third movie in the series that, while good, he was kind of over, and he was going to be moving on to like Jurassic Park and Schindler's List here soon, like in a couple of years. So, uh, what got him into this, I think, is a lot of the, um, a lot of it is the language. I think the characterization and the fact that it's the pattern between them is really strong too. But I don't think the heart is in it the way it was in the first movie. And I think that passion is gone. Um, and it's just that that flame is gone, which is why I love that, that Indy is running around screaming, Dad, and that his dad is there. Because there is a sort of, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm done with the adventure of the, let's just get to the thing. Don't you want to get to it, boy? What do you want to talk? We want to talk about ourselves? No, we're almost there. Let's go. Come on. He's like, Scrooge picked up. Like, I get that now. Like, there's a, that that kind of childish glee that comes with watching raiders is gone here, and there's a wisdom of just like you know, Nazis are bad, ah, and we shouldn't do this. We should just. That's why. Why did why'd you bring the book in the first place? Because you didn't think, indeed. Like
0: you sound you like Craig Ferguson and uh, How to Say Your Dragon.
1: Uh, nice. There you go. Um, I I just ultimately think that they are two different mindsets, and I like. I just like the feel and the vibe and the magic that comes with Raiders. This is just economic smart filmmaking. This is everything done right. everything done perfectly. perfectly perfect understanding of character, of camera, of performance, of of everything, of editing. like this movie's amazing. I, there are a few things that I find the one thing that I think I think is the biggest flaw of this movie overall is I don't think you need the cult of. Not the cult, but like the secret society of people who like try to stop others from finding the grail. They're only there for two things a boat chase and to slow them down so they can get to the tanks. And that's it, really. Like you could take those out and it would be a much like I think it's two hours and seven minutes. So you could whittle it down to less than two hours pretty easily. Uh, It would still be two hours, I think, but like you could lose that. It's unneeded. That's the only thing. Everything else is sharp and needs to be there, but it's just a sharper, better done, mastered version of Raiders with more characterization. It's it's a much better movie than Raiders. It really is, except for the fact that Raiders is Raiders. There's a magic to it. There's a beauty to it. The same thing with Jaws. The same thing with Shimmer's List. The same thing with Jurassic Park. Same thing with Saving Private Ryan. Same thing with E.T., He's got it in him, man. I don't know. Like he just put it. It's like the Spielberg touch is Raiders. The thing that should be seen by all the universe. Crusades is just. It's just amazing. It's the much better movie, but like, it it doesn't have the love of filmmaking, in it. and it's so it's like the passion, the childlike. We can do anything. Um, whereas this is just like we we can do everything and we can do anything. Let's do it as like smart as possible. This is a really smart movie both in how the characters react to things and respond to other people's stupidity, as well as just being a, a really well done movie. How many places they go, how many different set pieces there are, how many are driven by uh the relationship of the people involved and all of it kind of know the plane going in the tunnel it's a stupid idea and it doesn't look great but it doesn't matter it's just sort of you're in and out and it's fun it's an adventure you're for it like they're just killing nazis why not i i I just it it all becomes forgettable after a while action-wise whereas the characters the adventure and the look of raiders it elevates the action and the action is just as unforgettable as all the other elements. So I think, honestly, my favorite is Raiders. But I think Crusade is a better movie. It's the better Indiana Jones movie by far. When I watch, when I watch Indiana Jones, it'll be to look forward to this. But starting with Raiders every time is going to be me. That's why I watch the, the adaptation and the documentary with it. Like I soak myself in Raiders every time I watch it. Temple of Doom is in my blood. This is the movie I watched. The <laughs> It's an indie too. Yeah. it's in my, I've got the nightmare. Um, there's <laughs> I, maybe the thing is watching this more has made the look and flaws and the magic um, more obvious. And the thing is, I am so into Indiana Jones right now. Like I'm all about it. I can't wait to keep going with the series with the character. I love it. But as a movie, it just doesn't look and have the magic that Raiders does. And that's, that's just why that's my favorite. That's why the best Spielberg movies are my favorites, because there's just something about them that's like... It's magic. It's it's special. There's just something special about them. And you- this is... Yeah, this is just really smart. This is why I, lo- I love Lost World. I do, but I know Jurassic Park is the better movie. I, I... I... I just watching 15 minutes of Shinzo's List the other day, I was like, he's a master. He's a fucking master. Like, I may... We're going to find out one day that he probably did some horrible stuff. <laughs> but it, I, I just feel it in my gut. I feel it. That guy did some, like, someone's going to come out and be like, he, he you know, ran over my dog with a lawnmower and took a shit on the spot ten years later. I, I, it's going to be something. But until then, guys, he's got like eight masterpieces, eight, 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 at least. And I just, when they're there, they're there. And the fact that he carried this movie on to, like, actually figure out what to do with the character to the point that Lucas was like, we got it. Okay. It's about intelligent guys doing intelligent things and going on adventure and seeing the world. That's why probably why the show is as good as it is is because Crusades got it right. You got it right as a kid and as an adult. They got down the character and the world so pat that he was like, Lucas, make a show out of it. No doubt in my mind is this the best Indiana Jones movie. But my favorite, my, my, it, I think it's going to be Raiders for a, a while. I can
3: understand that.
0: Okay.
1: I, I bow down to everyone who says this is their favorite. They have, like, I see it. I'm not, it's like the end of The Searchers. John Wayne, you know, goes through all this bullshit, saves a person, takes him back to the house, and then everyone is happy, and he just can't. He can't pass the threshold. He can't go in the door. He's like, I get it. This would be amazing. I'd love to have a home, but I'm going to go back on the road and get on my horse and walk away. Like, I
0: get it. I get why everyone <laughs> likes it. But, like, at the end of the day, I'm all about Raiders, baby. A perfect analogy to the uh, the end of the movie.
1: Um, oh, yeah, they ran it from the sunset, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which is... Just- Exactly how this movie should have been. Exactly how this series should have ended. Huh. Instead, they made one with Russians. Anyway, okay. so, so
1: I went. I went crazy. Uh, who wants to go next?
0: So, um, I'll take the floor. Um, for once. Um. So before we went on, before I got onto Skype, I was uh, I went over and I uh went over to my mom and I was like, okay, because Dad was so heavily involved last week, I'm like, hey, Mom, I got a question for you. Raiders or Last Crusade? Cause she loves Indiana Jones. It's like she loves it. Tell her to watch the show. Tell her to watch the show. I think she. I think she has. Ooh,
1: tell her to re-watch it, man. <laughs> I think it holds up, dude. Like just, and I've only seen the kids' stuff. I can't wait. After we're done, I am oh. going on to like this shit, Sean Patrick Flanery, and I am because I've been ba- bouncing around in my mind. How am I going to watch this sh- this series now? Because the show is going to be in the movies for me now. When am I gonna start him? I can't. I can't wait to figure this out.
0: Um. So I asked her, "Raiders or Crusade?" And she took a long time. She's just like, she was, uh, cleaning, out, she was uh, cleaning. She was cleaning. She was doing a little bit of cleaning before she went to bed, and then, um, or she was looking for the remote. I don't know. Um, she loses the remote all the time. Sorry, mom. Um, we all do. Yeah, we all do. So, and she's just like, ah. I was like how could you make me choose like that I was like it's for the podcast um and she was like I love them both like I think for the same reasons that you like um both alex mm-hmm. It's like Raiders is just so good mm-hmm. sorry hold on
3: what That's was gross that? <laughs> what, what was that what I thought it was Chris, that
1: sounded sick. <laughs> I think the worst That's part is your mom's going to be like, oh, my son talked about me on the podcast. This is how your mom sounds, by the way. No,
2: my son talked about me on the podcast. I love you, Cody. Oh my. Never again. I didn't expect
1: it to be that loud. Oh, God. That was going to be a sound of podcast. It sounded like the wheel spinning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Also, dude. <laughs> boy,
1: healthy growing boy. <laughs> okay. We <sighs> getting you to post. Right? You need to check yourself? Oh, yeah. You okay? i
0: I've I've been laughing this whole time. Good, man. Good. Okay. All right. So, mom, right? So, mom's like rough. Raiders is just so much fun. Um, it's a fun ride. I love, she loves it start to finish. But she picked Crusades. Um, because it's that and then some. And Sean Connery is one of her favorite actors. Period. Well, I
1: was going to say, if Sean she like does, not,
0: of- she does not, she doesn't like Bond. Other than that, she loves Sean Connery. Um. Good Sean Connery out there. Yeah, and um, it's just like it's funny, it's like, and I'm probably going out on a limb here and saying like, they're the uh, she does like that kind of like that uh that Christian mythology kind of movies, um uh, she does she does enjoy uh, movies like that and um,
2: yeah,
1: fair enough. I mean they both have the same thing, so that would make it even tougher for her. yeah.
0: Right. Um, and, <clears throat> so, and I, watching the movie, like, I think me and her are in the same camp. I think Crusade is my Indiana Jones movie, and I think, honestly, I've, okay, we've seen a lot of Spielberg. Save Private Ryan, Jurassic Park, Jaws, Tintin. I really want to see BFG now. Um <laughs> that it? Never seen it. I heard it was right. Like 60s and Rotten Tomato. Um, Uh, Again, a bad Spielberg is still not bad. It's usually just good. uh, Evidence, uh, Ready Player One. Um, That's a good movie. So I'm clutching my chest because I'm trying not to laugh. Um, And so for me, it was just like, like, I remember watching Raiders like two weeks ago. And I'm just like, and then I was just flashing my It's like, Raiders was nothing like this. There's something different about Crusade. I have to watch Raiders again now. And it was only two weeks removed. And I'm like, and it wasn't until you explained it, I was like, there was a magic, there was like a passion behind Raiders. And like, that's what was missing. But I still like this movie more than, more than Raiders. Millions of reasons to like this movie more than Raiders. And um, I don't remember Raiders, like, being this funny or upbeat or, like, it was just like a movie about a guy trying to get the Ark of the Covenant from the Nazis. (laughs) Kind of full stop? Um, Yeah, no
1: doubt. It's like, you don't know know anything about him. It leads to an era of mystery. Because that's why that guy is like – for Belloc to like sit there and be like, you're like me, and I'm a darker version of you. All you need is a little push in that direction. Like We don't know how far he's willing to go. We don't know what he's willing to lose. We don't know what kind of person he is spiritually. By this movie, we know what kind of person he is. We have an idea of who Indiana Jones is. So they can sit around and joke and bring a new element like his father in who makes him a foil. He's no longer the hero of Doom. Or the guy who's, like, doing the extra mile in Raiders, the human who's just smart in every way, this guy has a father to, like, put him down that he has to say yes to every now and then, that, like, they have a relationship and a bond that they don't go into, it's in how they respond to each other, it's in the dialogue. There's only one moment on Zeppelin where they really talk about their past, and even the father's like, is that really what you want to talk about right now? Because we've got an adventure right here, and that's, like... Let's do this. And he's like, yeah, no, you're right. And, like, I I get it. I do. I do. I I think Raiders is, again, like, it's about a mystery. It's about the adventure. It's about the shots. Like, it's, it's about, like, oh, you only need a little bit of info because, like, we're just going in. Like, it's more of a 1930s, 40s movie that way. This is much more deftly written there's more dialogue here there's more character here Brody has been expanded and while Sala is down he's basically still a straight man to Brody so when he sits there and he's like run but that's a really well done scene you have to have great comic timing there and they both really do and although it's weird that they would run into the same trap that the Nazis were planning to set up for him later it's interesting how you see Sala put him in that like it is the smart But like, then they drive away, and he's like, ah, oh, that, like, that was a smart move on their part. I, this is all based off of character. Everything they're doing is based off of character. And Raiders, you don't know these people. You don't know this world. That's why the shots are more elegant and, and like beautiful. And like, the characterization is in the fact that he shoots a guy instead of going through a sword fight. It's in like him sitting on the hill being like, I don't have a plan. Like, I just, I just make this up as I go along. It's the fact that he's a teacher in one place and an adventurer in another. The, these are the things that, like it's visual language of cinema. He doesn't talk. There's not a lot of story. It's in how it all looks, it's how the camera moves. It's Mad Max Fury Road in the early in, in 1981, dude, that's why I like Raiders. It is all about the visual language. It's all about the imagery. And you get everything in what you're looking at. There's so many times I watched that movie without language on that I just knew. Heart- That's why the adaptation is so important, Jude. That's like, it, it, there's yeah, like it's all about imagery. Whereas like Crusade, the script is very tight. It's all about what these characters are saying. And like, instead of just doing Raiders again, but like adding a bunch of action scenes, it's doing Raiders again, adding action scenes, and then Adding characterization to everything. Like, the bell in this doesn't sit at a table and go, I'm the opposite of you, but Daka," And then I want to hit on your girlfriend. No, they have it be a woman. Oh, she's dead. Ate, like, a, a woman who's, like, genuinely as smart as Indy, but also is going through a conscience. Like, seeing all those books get burned, she's like, that's so much knowledge. Like, who cares who wrote it? Like, this, these kids could learn so much. And it breaks her heart. It really does. Well, so...
0: Two things about that. Which is basically Bella. Yeah. So, two things about that scene, though. One, um, it takes a guy who hates the Nazis the most to to frame them the best. Are you talking about with, like, the Birk burning scene? Yes. Like, it's the worst thing that you could, like... That's what they like that's what you should film Nazis doing. Here's it's disgusting. Thing,
3: here's the thing, Chris, and I'm going to be as professional about this as I can. Maybe
0: I maybe I didn't word that correctly. No, you did. It's Okay.
3: The the thing I just want to let you know and and I'll explain to you why why he's so masterful at this is that Spielberg was raised Jewish. Okay? very very jewish okay and here's the thing about judaism (laughs) Judaism. (laughs) is a religion but it's also a culture okay part of that culture involves um oral teaching oral teaching do, do you know what oral teaching is
0: um oral teaching?
3: Oral teaching. O R uh, A L.
0: Uh I have a very dirty mind and that's not the first love thing that comes Chris. to my mind, but go ahead.
3: Teaching Chris. via I teaching via, via spoken word.
0: Okay, got it. Okay.
3: Um
0: <laughs>
2: I, hate, I, hate, I believe I that's this the, the term you're looking for. I hate this
0: generation. I hate it. <laughs> that was the joke they would have made back in the 60s. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um. i some real oral education, you see?
3: So. <laughs> when you're Jewish and you're cultural and all that, you are taught very distinctly about the the event known as Kristallnacht. Okay. Uh, better known as the Night of a Thousand Sharded Glasses. Um, where the Nazis all throughout Poland and Germany broke into hundreds and thousands of synagogues and homes, uh, destroyed property, stole books, and then proceeded to burn them.
0: Right. I read about this in, uh, middle school, I believe.
3: I mean, you could see images of it. There's tons of it. The Nazi, you know, I give the Nazis, the Nazis were horrible and terrible, but the Nazis had one thing. They really knew how to show things like they filmed everything they were yep. fashion
1: yeah they knew imagery was the most important thing they knew cinema yeah. was important. triumph of the yeah. will is important
3: they they you know the nazis were smart they really were like they 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 thought that imagery in media was the best way to remember things and what was the point of written word when you had images
0: to propagate but, yeah
3: yeah, to profocate. I mean, even not to prophecate, to like literally show you. Like, if you, if you have a book that says this happened, and you show an image of that happening, which do you believe more, the book or the image?
0: Exactly. There you go.
3: Yeah, the the image. You believe the image. Um. So. so we. So like, he probably just literally recreated an old video of it. Truthfully.
1: I think um this is it's a very good uh idea of what would certainly come in the next couple years i'm pretty sure by the point he made this he was already probably doing research for schindler's list i know it would come out like uh 1993 i think um and takes a few that takes a few years to like get started on so i i'm pretty sure by that point he was already like doing a lot more research which is why i didn't probably mind using the nazis again uh as villains um uh, Chris, honestly, no- nothing is gonna. I-, I know you haven't seen a lot of Holocaust or like World War II films that use a lot of like actual documented kind of imagery, but like, there's no, there's no other film like *Shinola* in that camp. <sighs> it's, I, and I'm not saying you need to watch it right away. I'm just saying, like, in terms of what we're talking about, that movie, it, as as Zach said, like I could tell you, but that movie has a my, uh, could do a lot more of an effective
0: experience than I could ever. It's good to know.
3: It changes you, dude. Like you you just it's one thing to learn about it, it's a whole nother to, to see it and to see the images in the videos and the places and I'm everything. Trying, I mean, uh, I mean, I Schindler's List does an absolutely fantastic job of showing it, but like I've I've been to Poland, I've been to Auschwitz, I've been to, you know, I've been to the Holocaust Museum where all this imagery and media is, and like, it it just without like Schindler's List does a good job showing it. I I, I will tell you that the true <laughs> sadness and brutality of what's going on there, but. I mean, doing real honest-to-god research is...
1: A whole nother story. And he was probably yeah. in the middle of it by the time he was making this movie, for sure.
3: Yeah.
0: Anyway. Second. So, Alex, I was doing the research for that video I was talking about doing, right? hmm Doing a little bit. And I, when I was at work today, I, were, like the last few days, I was thinking... Where did people get the idea in Star Wars that everything has to be connected? Where did that start? So I went back, right? So I went through my memory banks first. I was like, okay, so original Star Wars trilogy, like the first movie, all these people were different. None of them were related. None of them. Until Empire Strikes Back. Uh And none of that came to fruition until Return of the Jedi. So, in Star Wars, the earliest memory I could think of was when um, Anakin was the one who built C-3PO. Then I watched this movie. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Indiana Jones came face-to-face with Hitler. And then you brought up how, in the show, he met all these different famous people. I'm like, that's where he got it. That has to be where he got it.
3: And here's the crazy thing, Chris. In the next movie, there's going to be a one-off. He has
0: no one to blame but himself. No, no,
3: no, 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 no. No, you're right. I just want to emphasize this more. In the next film, he's going to make a reference to having hung out and had an adventure with Pancho Villa, and you see it in the show, actually.
2: God! God you still did it! You did it after so the fact! God! So
1: the show was, the pilot is basically Crusades. It starts with young Indy, and then... It, well, I'm sorry, not the Crusades the movie, but the section of him being a kid and then showing up on the boat. It's him finding the thing in Egypt, and then later, with Pancho Villa, the item comes up again. I haven't seen that side of the app, but it was a two-hour premiere, so it gets like its own episode. But that's what Crusade. I'm starting to realize that what Lucas, writing Crusades for him, was setting up all the things that would become the show because he knew the character, finally. He was like, okay, I got the character now. I'm going to make a show out of this and fill out his life. Like, that's why he's 90 years old. That's why Harrison Ford shows up in the show eventually. Like, it's canon. Okay. He wears okay. blackface.
0: Okay. so
1: He's a slate. There's an, there's an Englishman out there that owns Indiana Jones. Yeah okay
0: so with that being said the boat chase like the like all of this is just so nostalgic for me because i had the full screens and i watched them a lot but i haven't watched them since i last watched them a lot and like any other thing i was thinking i would been meaning to bring up like in the like in like the widescreens or the VHS versions and whatnot, uh, uh the full screen, sorry, the full screens, like they add pans at different yeah. point like in different shots to like fit the full frame in there. And I was just like, yeah. that's really jarring for me. Yeah. Watching that in widescreen. Yeah. In theater format, it's like, oh that is jarring. It's like I missed yeah. those I actually missed those movements. They actually added.
1: Wow, so that you're so so you were so so used to those pan and scans that you yes. were missing them as you were watching. It. Yeah, yeah, like that's a lot there's a great thing on TCM that they would show in between movies where Martin Scorsese would show up and he would talk about why he fucking hates Pan and scan. And he would use old movies and he'd be like, "I can pan and scan this, but you're missing all this shit over here because like the frame is huge and it's letterbox, and that's the way you're supposed to see it, But TVs didn't want to do that. And like he makes a fair argument for why it sucked, but I also understand being gro- like from that generation where like you get used to it. There are movies where I'm like so used to the can the pan and scan that I I don't miss it. I'm glad I have new stuff, but like it's like a part of me for sure.
0: Um. So that was a, like that's overall thing. Um. With okay, back to so. The motorcycle chase was pretty good. Hit like him sticking the pole into the wheels of the motorcycle and that thing flipping. I was just like, Yes, give me vehicle flips like that and ragdolls all day.
1: I agree. Oh man, that
0: was so good. Um,
1: And my favorite moment is my favorite moment in the movie. My second favorite moment, it's either first or second. And it's right after that when he looks at his dad, and his dad has no. Real response to it, and he's it's, like, laughing like, and then he's like, "What do I gotta do, man? Like, am I wrong for having fun? Like, what is? Like that deal, right? Now? Like he's he's in his element at work, and his dad's just unimpressed, and he's like, "What do we gotta do?" And then later, when he when they uh, the tank goes over the cliff, and they're all looking, and then Harrison Ford shows up and like looks with them. I gotta be honest. There are so many like, non-verbal moments in this movie by Harrison Ford. This is probably my favorite performance from him as Indy, for sure. Um, I, All my favorite moments are him just being Indy silently. I love it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things I love about it, for sure. Best performance. I still love Raiders, though.
0: Um, I love Sean Connery. Yes, Connery is great. Um... Ugh, I hate doing this. Out of the two movies I've seen of his, The Rock and this one, I really like this one more. Duh. Um Okay, um Okay, here we go. We're gonna get okay. we're gonna get five minutes of you guys recommending some Connery movies.
1: I'm not gonna do that. outside of Bond. Not, because I honestly think um,
3: so I've not seen like I'm, The Rock and then
1: the Bond movies. To be honest, there are, honestly there are good ones. I think if you look up the movie Finding Forrester, and you would love that. Um, it's a cheesy, cheesy, cheesy movie, but he's very good in it, um, and the movie's just very good. Soundtrack's great. Um, I I the, I think these those are two really good movies to have seen him in. But I think, uh, the the Rock highlights the thing about himself that people both hate to love, but also hate. And that's that, like, um, you know, I'll smack a woman if
0: I need to kind of attitude. Oh! Like, that's the third thing about that, uh, the, the book burning scene. Indy was about to choke Elsa. She, she tried to kill him several times. Okay, okay. A that not, is true. Actually, that is a that is the not, thing that I had to think about, too. I had to think about that. I was like, okay. She's very much more devious than any of the uh, any than the kid Kate than uh, Kate Capshaw or the poor innocent um, woman that she punched in a uh, Temple of Doom, but still that was really like whoa, Indy, come on now. I was still I still on the back of it like whoa, come on now, dude, come on.
1: I think it's two. I think it's a lot of things. A she both slept with and tried to kill his father. Um, that was he, funny. I like that he, joke. <laughs> he, she slept with and tried to kill him several times. Then she tried to kill him and his father several times. Uh, she's a Nazi, and uh, he, in his, his mind, she's just not a good person, you know. And so I, I and and here's the thing, uh, Zach. Do you remember Inglorious Bastards?
3: Of course I do.
1: Yeah, didn't that give you Inglorious Bastards vibes for a second?
3: Which one? Which scene?
1: When when he's like, "I'm gonna choke. I could choke you with my hands." Yes. Yeah, I know, right?
3: Anyway, um,
1: I'm not going to talk about it. Chris. He's like, he's like the bear Jew. Uh, no, but no, don't you remember um, the scene in the theater with Christoph Waltz and the blonde actress? Oh my
3: God, yes!
1: Thank you. That's what I'm talking about.
3: Uh, anyway, Christoph Alex blew my mind there. You just blew my fucking mind. Christoph Waltz chokes a woman to death in glorious Bastards*.
1: Okay. Um, um. So, like, it's it's actually pretty crazy when you think about that connection. Either way. I think there's, at that point, he doesn't think that she has a conscience. I think he just thinks that, he, that she likes him, which when she was like, you would do the same thing, and he's like, I'm, I'm sorry you think that. She has a moment of regret because she did think that. And she is willing to do anything. That's why she dies at the end of the movie. But she then like, doesn't try to seduce him, but she does think if he's not on the same page as me intellectually and ethically, then maybe i still have him romantically and i think she really does like him throughout the movie but it isn't until she's at the book burning with the nazis that you you really start to see her conscience and she's like i can't believe all this like i'm not a nazi and she has to tell him that but he doesn't know that he thinks she's just a blonde nazi who tried to kill him and his father and like is a nazi so he's gonna choke a nazi i'd choke a nazi for sure Hitler's right over there. If she screams, I'm dead. I will choke her to death. 1917 style.
0: Also, I've so like when I was younger, I actually uh, and I was watching this movie. It was just like she can't scream when she's being choked, can she? I was I looked, me and my mom were watching it one day. It was like she she can't scream. chokes her right so i so i like tried to so i try to scream with my hand in my throat and it didn't work i mean so no, i'm like this doesn't make any sense now i know
1: he, i'm watching a movie i mean if he strangled her she can't scream but the the moment before he strangles her all she needs is one yelp just like one millisecond of a scream in that echoey sort of like pillared area that they're at or just by all those people then maybe they would get caught. I mean, there is a giant book burning in front of them where people are yelling and stuff, but like all she would need to do is scream a little bit and he'd be caught. Because, like, could he choke her? That's the other question. Would Indy really choke her? Could he choke her? I don't know. I say yes. He did hold a fork to Kate Capshaw, though. So I'd say yeah. Again, I don't think he was really going to hurt her. I think he thought that he cared about her, and he really didn't. And I think he was just... I think it was a bluff they were going to call eventually. Mm. So... He may have done it later, knowing who she was. (laughs) Knowing who Willie was later. But at that point, he was like, he loves this woman. I'm going to hurt her. And he's like, oh shit, she's just a singer. Shit. um, Whatever.
0: So... um. Oh man, every, like, ugh, this whole scene is just so good. Um, this whole movie is just so good. Um, just like i l- like you say, like they get repetitive. It's like I remember every single set piece in this movie. No, I don't think they get repetitive. They just don't. I.
1: It, they are very good set pieces. They do. Uh, they are very well done. But none of them are as memorable as the trolley chase for me. It's not that they get repetitive, it's that they happen and I forget them. Right. It's so, like watching a television show where I care way more about the characters than the action set pieces between them. It's okay. sort of, yeah, there's a lot of shows where I feel like that.
0: So uh, okay, um these thoughts are just coming as I go because I'm in a state of delirium. Um so when they were approaching the uh that uh temple where the uh the grail is being kept, I was just like I had a thought. I was just like now I finally after all these years watching Spielberg movies had like realized what everybody already knew what I already knew but I hadn't really like experienced yet. Steven Spielberg is the king of everything. <laughs> like like and in terms of in terms of movie making he's the he's he's the best at almost everything. Um like when it co- like putting together a set piece um like simple wide shots and like just and flow and pacing and he just direction right. he gets all of it he's not perfect nobody is but he does everything right everything like there's nothing he can't do. Almost nothing he can't
1: do. He doesn't do stuff badly anymore, which is really interesting. He doesn't make bad, he doesn't make bad movies. He makes good to great movies. Like he, he made 1981 and maybe always people say is kind of bad. And he has some like really early, like beginning films, but like even his first (coughs) duel is like great. I don't think Crystal Skull is a terrible movie. I think it's, Maybe it's a you bad. You Really? You don't. Thing. I know. I know. I. Well, here's the thing, man. Like, honestly, I guarantee you we're going to watch this. And I, I want to say this again. Think about Fantastic Four. Think about Amazing Spider Man 2. Think about the Justice League. Like, there are what terrible think about action movies that are god awful pieces of Chris, crap. Chris. Whereas you Crystal haven't
2: watched Skulls, it yet?
3: Don't think about, don't think about, don't.
1: Yes,
2: I remember you. I'm not gonna kind of gonna kinda
3: talk about the, the holidays. But
0: think about Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh God, God Dragon Ball just, Evolution, man! I watched there that with movies. my mother. Think
3: about the last Airbender.
0: Oh, she just watched that recently. I was like, "What are you doing?" Um, there, there's how, quarantine. Just, quarantine is getting to us all. Um, there's
3: still a love. I, of... See, I work every day. There's there's
1: still a love of framing in uh, Crystal Skull. There's still a love of set piece. There's still a love of building of music. There's still a love of action. There's still a love of character. There's so many things that are still Indiana Jones about that movie that are better than the worst movies of the last 10 years. It's not a horrible, terrible movie. Is it a really bad Indiana Jones movie? Yeah. Could you say it's a terrible Indiana Jones movie? Maybe I'll hear your argument, but I don't really agree. Um, at the end of the day, as a movie, as a movie that flows and moves and acts like a normal everyday action movie, there are worse movies out. There are worst movies out there for sure. This it is not that bad, because it's still Spielberg. He still knows how to frame a shadow. He still knows how to like make an action set piece work. But, like he still knows how to like uh, execute things better than your normal everyday dude. Period. Like he's better than most normal directors on his worst day. He makes two movies a year. He made redder Player One and The Post, and The Post was nominated for Best Picture in the same fucking year. Well,
3: he, he didn't make it in the, the same year, Alex, but he made them about he, seven months
1: apart. He made he pretty much made them within a twelve month span. Yes. it doesn't matter whether yes. it was in the same whether it was the same like date. He made them within a year. That's his goal. That's what he does. They may not come out within the same year, but he usually tends to make two movies at the same time every four years or so. Like, he's Steven fucking Spielberg. Yeah. Crystal Skull is better than most movies. I'd agree. The guy guy just... I'm not saying that... He's made a
0: bad movie since uh, 1941 is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... It's down there in his filmography. It's really down there. Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, again, his filmography
1: has, like, ten great movies. Then, like, you have movies like... Lewis right! And, like, it's not one of them. like, Bridge of Spies. My point is that, yes, of course it's down the list. But, like, he has an amazing great-to-good range. I can't wait to get to
0: his... when the gloves are off next week. I can't wait.
1: It's I awful. can't wait. Dude, I'm totally going to make the argument that that movie is not that
0: bad. Isn't it yes. bad... to be with me. You and
3: Alex, me. Alex, I'm going to be honest with you on this one. I've already started to kind of re- re- re-watch clips from that movie and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I think my opinion of it at the end of the day is going to be very similar to it, my opinion of Temple of Doom. Which is... Oh. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. No.
0: Oh boy! I mean, this can, is Rise of, this is Rise of Skywalker all over again.
2: Um,
1: well, the thing about you, is that you can point out the things that make it a flawed movie, but you can also point out the things that make it a good movie. The thing about Crystal Skull is that people don't like much. Save they don't it. like the CGI. Okay. They like the stop. aliens. They don't like the ideas of the, the story decisions, and that becomes opinion based. because right. we're not talking about Star Wars and lore and character and what needs to be the case, like. If Crystal Skull is still basically Ra- its still basically Raiders and Crystal. Uh, I'm sorry, and Crusade. It's still the same story. People go after something, and then Indy has to stop them, or then that person dies from the power of the thing. So, Alex, we are blowing a-
2: our
0: load.
1: Save it. This is a serious discussion thing. We can talk about the thing before we get to the thing.
0: But we're blowing our load. I don't like it.
1: At the end, it. at the end of the day, all I'm saying is Spielberg has not made a bad, terrible, unwatchable movie
0: in decades. He, he, he left that he left that to JJ.
1: Um, I think JJ has made good anyway. Movies, but it's a great movie. I don't think so, JJ made a great movie.
0: So, last crusade. Back to freaking Willow. Um. Soundtrack's great. Yeah, uh, soundtrack was always great, though. I really so,
1: like I like the theme of him as a kid.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like how they uh, had to like the whole like the whole train sequence. was just like this is how he was. This is how he's afraid of snakes. This is how he got the scar on his lip. Um, this is how he got the hat. Uh, this is how he got the gimmick. Um, <laughs> Um, a
1: jacket from somebody else.
0: This is his relationship with his dad up until he rescues him from the um, Nazis. Yes. Uh, I was trying to name the uh, the estate. Anyway, um He's rescuing Run-law!
3: From-
0: what? Back- law. Sure. That the moment <laughs> he impersonates. <laughs> I'm McDonald and his lovely assistant. Ah yeah, to the tapestries. Yeah, I that's man, uh, is the castle, isn't it? There are tapestries. How dare he him. And then she almost slips. And she almost slips. She's smiling the whole time. That's corpseing in wrestling. Um don't bring so, up wrestling. So,
3: yeah, bring up wrestling. <laughs> um, it's very, very opinionated right now.
0: Anyway, so. Oh, sorry. I wasn't going to go any further. Anyway, so. <laughs> um, what else? What else is there? Oh, God, there's so many memorable things. What did you think of River Phoenix? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so River Phoenix. This is the only thing I've seen him in. Um, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm, I'm not surprised. No, you're not. You I'm have sure you you you're not. It? No, I'm sure you're not. No,
1: no, no. His window... Let me let me phrase rephrase this. A, there's two big things that he's known for. Outside of that, you have to search out his stuff, And that's Crusade and Stand By Me. Have you
0: seen Stand By Me? Oh, God. That sounds familiar. That, okay. No, 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 no. For real. For real. For real. That just sounds... I've seen oh, Stand By Me. A group of kids right. go to look at a dead body. Oh! God, I think I've seen this somewhere, but I just do not remember. I think I made fun it. of
3: it like three times. You probably saw it on that.
0: Okay,
2: probably.
0: Well, anyway, those are the two
1: biggest things. Other than that, my own proud.
0: Yeah, Rob Reiner. Wait a minute! Isn't he the guy who did? No. You
1: keep getting, you keep getting this confused. Rob Reiner is the metaphor I used for the guy who made Ready to Rumble.
0: Rob Reiner, uh, made, uh, Rob Reiner made the a- longest time a- I thought a- it was a- Rob Reiner who made who made Oh, no, I know. I got that the last time I heard the episode. No. He uh he
1: Rob Reiner is a director who made several like ball like classics. Classics. Straight up classics, and then he started making crap. <laughs>
3: and he yes, hasn't made a classic since. But he is good and then got bad. And Stand By he, Me is a good movie. Chris, this is the guy who made The Princess Bread. He made okay.
1: men. He made This
3: is Final Tap. Like he guys also made When Harry Met Sally.
1: Exactly. Like, no, he's got several classics. Yeah, like... He like also, a
3: Few Good Men's pretty good, too.
1: That is one of my favorite movies of all time,
3: period. I, I watched so it. I like A Few Good Men. It's... Love that movie. Anyways, it, Chris, to, to get the point across, he had about... He had about eight years where he made like nothing but good movies, and then he
0: died yeah. of an overdose, right?
3: And no, oh, he's, he's still alive. alive?
1: Yeah. He made River Jack Phoenix. And well, okay, is...
0: River, Sorry, yes, River Phoenix. Well,
1: River Phoenix. Yes, outside of that, he got nominated twice uh, for Oscars in movies that I just don't think you've seen. Hell, I haven't seen them. He just had a very small window uh, in nineties. and the, yeah, the Alex, movie you
3: movie. you should tell him why. Who who River Phoenix died with?
0: I told I've told him that before. I don't remember. I don't remember it. I'm sorry. Keanu Reeves. Keanu. He died in the arms of Keanu Reeves. Oh god, that guy has had a life. Yeah, River Phoenix died in his
1: arms. So that's the third and probably best performance you're gonna see from River Phoenix. Is a movie called My Own Private Idaho, where both him and Keanu Reeves play like male gigolos for like gay male gigolos. So there's some bisexuality Keanu Reeves
0: in Reeves is a jiggle.
3: He is a gigolo. Who no, is gigolo, nice. two women?
1: Well, yeah, he can have
0: anyone he wants for whatever pay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, Alex, uh, you sound like you would whore yourself to him at any time.
1: Probably. You're saying, you saying it like I haven't already. <laughs> I love speed. Are you kidding me?
2: will uh, <laughs> it on sex, then. Keanu Reeves. I am an FBI agent. Cons Just cons.
0: Keanu why didn't? Why wasn't he Spock? Can you imagine if, like, instead of Zachary Quinto, we got Keanu Reeves as Spock and he did the con yelling into darkness? Oh man, that was money left on the table.
1: No. Yeah, that would have been interesting, although I think he would have been too old. Nah. It would have been great. Thing, It would have been a great yell.
3: Keanu Reeves can do whatever he wants. So much so that he does a cameo in the Spongebob movie, and he's yep. still the best part of that movie.
1: Beating David Asselhoff who made the one and the other one.
3: Okay. Yep. Back to... <laughs> so yes, Keanu Reeves died in... River, uh,
0: Fe- River Phoenix died in Keanu Reeves. Oh, um, man. I don't want to imagine that reality. If it was the other way oh, around. Oh, no,
3: horrible. They died in, like, a really... Really famous, like L.A. Uh, bar, right, Alex? The yeah.
1: their club, actually. They that, partly... that
0: that much I know. I from what my yeah. dad told me. He'd like
1: what was know, the, like...
3: what was the club called again? You told me this. I just not remember. Club Obi Wan.
0: No, part...
3: you
1: shut it's up. Partly, they partly owned it together um, with other people, but it was called the
3: Viper Club. The Viper Club. That was it.
0: Anyway, um, yeah, that that was pretty good. Um, I didn't think that Indiana Jones would have that head of hair. Um, It looked so modern. His hair looked so so modern. Did you guys notice that too? Yes, but then he
1: also has that kind of... I I mean, um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has that hair in Titanic too. And I have seen old 1920s movies where that's a thing, where they they cut it short in the back and then they have really long bangs so that people could part them on the side and then when they get really angry and upset their hair could flip on one side of their face and you would know that they were all like that they Zach, were all Zach,
0: kept. Zach you get this reference. He had that uh that Leon uh, he had that Leon haircut. Leon. Evil. Yes. Um Well, no, I think Leon
3: has a bowler cut more than that, but I, Not I, from the
0: remake, I'm like from the original. Like from like Resident Evil 4.
3: Yeah, I think isn't that like a bowler cut? I don't know. Does it? Yes, any. I know what you mean. I know what you mean.
0: Okay. Um, gosh now that I think about that train scene it just set the whole movie up
3: yeah it did
0: that is the best he is the best Spielberg is the best oh my god oh my god oh my god God. this is my favorite Spielberg movie
3: okay okay Chris this is crazy Chris this is
0: my favorite what's the rating on this movie now that I think about that ultra A plus, sorry, it's A plus. It's perfect. There's awesome. nothing wrong with this movie in any way, shape, or form. That is There's not nothing true. wrong with it. That I know it's wrong. not true. I'm thinking irrationally, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no.
1: Um, this is certainly the best Indiana Jones one. So, just that alone could make it. up. you could make an argument for an A plus. You know what? Um, a, A, A. I'm gonna go A as well. I think the only reason it's not an A plus is because it doesn't. It's just.
0: It's not there's, Raiders. The
1: things, uh, things that you can trim on it, and there are things that you could, like, if there were less set pieces, than other piece, set pieces could, like, imagine if you took two of the set pieces and mixed them together, the ideas that were in it, and then applied them to one bigger set piece. That's why the Raiders ones are so great. Like, the truck one just gets bigger. The plane scene gets bigger. More things get added instead of having two or three extra ones laced throughout the movie and it's not like it isn't impressive how much they do that and do characterization i just wish that those set pieces had a little bit more focus to them that's why i think the train one is amazing it's basically a little short film but none of the other set pieces have the impact of that it's so much so that when i thought of crusade getting prepared for this as we've been watching it that's the thing i remember the most that and the meeting of the um, of the night not necessarily The the dying of the bad guys, but the the actual meeting of the night. Yeah, I'm gonna go A. I think it's an A. Like, that's about it.
3: An A. Triple
1: A. Let's go. Uh, Um, pretty amazing though. I'm I'm happy I watched it. It it really represents the show. That's the funny thing, like. This is the movie this this to me is the show but as a movie.
2: <laughs> it's great. I love it.
1: I uh, ju- have no problems with it. But I I just personally like Raiders a little bit more. And I didn't even give Raiders an A This is
0: my genre. I love it. And yeah, great. that's about it. But it is great. All right, guys. Next week. Most yes. well, certainly it will be war. If any of you remember Rise of Skywalker review, this will be war. What? There will be bloodshed. Ants will be eaten. Or ants will be eating. Monkeys will be swinging. And so will Shia LaBeouf. Bridges will be flying. Bridges will be flying. Nukes will be exploding. Oh my god. Oh my god, the the nuke scene. Okay, anyway. (laughs) So... Next time, Indiana
2: Joe. You can't. T- okay, and the kingdom
0: like the- of the crystal skull. Even <laughs> if you can- don't like the bridge, okay. you can't tell me that the
1: build up to it is Say not. Say goodbye, good. guys. Berg is great. Goodbye,
3: you guys. We're gonna eat crow.
2: I mean, shit.
0: <laughs> goodbye. Bro.